Hello everyone and welcome to this new episode of Movie Dudes. I'm Phil. I'm Alec. And today is a very special episode because not only is it our new year, our first episode of 2022, it's also our first episode where we talk about more than one movie because today we're going to be talking about Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy. Mm -hmm. So, and um, yeah, I, I, I think... I think we should. <laughs> I think we should explain something before we go. Into, oh yeah. I guess the the movie. Yes. Yeah, so, um, all right. So this this episode was originally going to come out on uh, on New Year's, yep. on New Year's Eve. <laughs> um, but uh, we were both kind of hit with something in in the fact that a day yeah. after Christmas, uh, I just I started feeling a little sick, so I went and gotten uh, got a COVID test, and it came back positive. So I was kind of down and out for a few days, uh, and then on the the third of uh, of January, I was like, "All right, you know what? I'm feeling I'm feeling up to record an episode." So I messaged Phil, and it turns out that he got sick as well. Yeah, I got like the most sick I've been in years. <laughs> like I was feeling horrible just in my sleep, like not even being able to to sleep then i just got the message from ali being like hey man want to record and i was like for fuck's sake really <laughs> so yeah yeah it it definitely it ended up being a moment where i was like well i guess we're kind of forced to take a little bit of a vacation now um yeah but now we're back now we're yeah. back to talk about these movies finally mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so i yeah. guess um yeah let's just let's get into it yeah so, uh, well, I guess we should just start with the first one. So, mm-hmm. the first movie, Spider-Man, uh, obviously directed by Sam Raimi, re- released in 2002, tells the... I, I'm not going to go too too much into like the synopsis of the movie, because I feel like that's a, that's a movie that everyone knows, that everyone has seen, and, you know... It's Peter Parker, who's a nerdy teenager in high school... Uh, who gets bitten by a radioactive spider and who gets the power of a spider and who becomes a superhero, the uh, our friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, who saves the streets of uh, New York from um, f- from uh, bad people. And uh, yeah, so the obviously the first film is focused on uh, his best his best friend's uh, father, Norman Osborn, played by the amazing Willem Dafoe, uh, who. Mm-hmm. In this um, this movie becomes the dangerous villain, the Green Goblin, who um, j- just like any basically any uh, Marvel superhero, just tries to destroy New York City, and uh, Spider-Man <laughs> tries to save him. And it's there's isn't really that much. It's not a very complicated story, but it's a really good one though. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's yeah. I I would say like I guess. Um, I would probably say this is my favorite of the trilogy. Really? Mainly because I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think it's the most simple in terms of, like, yeah. all the stuff that's going on. And plus, Willem Dafoe just makes this movie an absolute ride from beginning to oh, end. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I do not think there's a single thing that he does wrong in this movie. It is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but... Um, I guess yeah the um, I guess to kind of keep our keep our hold on the story a little bit let's 
let's kind of, or on this series a little bit let's let's kind of talk about um i guess the each each main or i, I guess each main player so like we got you know we got right. spider-man peter parker we mm-hmm. have his uh his uncle and aunt uncle ben and aunt may who uncle ben is obviously if you know anything about spider-man is the character who yeah. uh dies and yeah. basically serves as like the the catalyst for peter's heroic uh awakening i don't know how else yeah. to say it. he's uncle ben um, is the kind of character that his uh his importance to the story is a lot bigger than his screen time that's what i'm gonna say that's yes that's very very accurate um and aunt may obviously yeah. you know she doesn't really do a lot in this one um but she's no there. yeah yeah she's um, she's the best she's the sweetest i love her <laughs> we have uh we have mary jane watson mm-hmm. uh the love interest that peter has been uh interested in since he was young um yeah. and who is you know kind of out of his league i guess so to say um then we have uh peter's best friend harry osborne played by james franco uh mm-hmm. who you know is kind of is kind of like the uh He's kind of the rich kid, but he's also kind of like uh, he's kind of the jealous type, <laughs> as yeah. we'll see going on through this uh, through this series. Um, mm-hmm. And the obviously the last main player in this movie that we already mentioned is Willem Dafoe as Norman Osborn. Um, so I don't know. I guess I don't know. I think a synopsis would probably be best, so we can call back to certain things mm-hmm. in context. So, you know, the movie starts with uh with Peter uh going on a uh, class trip uh with his classmates, you know, including Harry and uh MJ. You know, and uh they go to this um what what is it? Is it like a is it like uh, a research facility? I thought it was a museum that also did research, like something like that. I guess it could be. That would make yeah. yeah, that would make sense. We'll we'll go with we'll go with that for now. It's not really important. Um yeah. but they're showcasing this uh spider research that they're doing. Uh and Peter is a uh is like a photographer for the school newspaper, so he asks MJ if he can take a picture of her. Uh and while he's taking a picture of her, um they notice that one of the experimental spiders has is missing from the from the display case and while he's taking that picture the spider you know comes down from its web and bites him and he gets his uh or uh, you know he starts to feel a little little sick so after the field trip he just goes home lays down and wakes up and he is he doesn't need glasses anymore he's all strong um and he goes to school and uh via the bully flash thompson <laughs> tries to yeah. tries to start stuff with him and uh for the first uh or i guess um the, for the first time we see uh peter uh we see peter fight a guy and uh and win uh which kind of you know gives him an idea like or, or uh what he, he like oh yeah that's this in the lunchroom scene before that he 
somehow yeah. shoots a web out of his uh out of his hand or out of his like his wrist mm-hmm. um and so this uh you know, he starts to kind of notice all these different changes that he's been having. And so he notices, or he, um, I think he's talking to Mary Jane or something. And there's something about like, uh, how her boyfriend, who is also Flash Thompson, got a, got a new car. Uh, and so Peter's like, I gotta get a new car. Yeah. So he looks at the newspaper and sees an ad that you can get, uh, was it, how much was it? Like $3,000 or something? Uh, yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah. F- for, for appearing. Or for uh, if you're able to defeat a wrestler in this uh, independent like wrestling yeah. event, so Peter uh, Peter designs a costume uh, and goes as a uh, as what he calls a the <laughs> what did he what does he call himself? Uh, he calls himself the the what is it like the human spider? Or yeah, the, some, the something human like that. spider. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, like uh. You know, he goes out and he's like, uh, introduce me to the human spider. He's like, and the announcer's like, no, that sucks. Introducing yeah. Spider-Man. <laughs> and then uh, he comes out, and obviously there's the amazing, amazing Macho Man Randy Savage mm-hmm. uh, as as Bonesaw. <laughs> and, That's a great name. And uh, he, uh, he defeats him. Uh, and then... Uh, he goes to get his uh, he goes to get his money from the wrestling guy, and the wrestling guy's like, uh, "Nah, here's a hundred dollars." Uh, and Peter is mad, and he leaves. But as he's leaving, uh, a guy walks into the office and robs it of all the money. Uh, and the robber runs out uh, towards where Peter is and could easily, you know, Peter could easily stop him, but he doesn't. He lets him pass right by and go into the elevator, uh, which is a decision. That uh, that will have a lot of effects as Peter leaves the uh, leaves the wrestling event to see that that same robber uh, shot and killed his uh, his uncle Ben. That he could have stopped, he could have prevented that whole thing. So he goes out and beats up the the robber and basically has his first moment as uh, as Spider Man. Uh, and then we get a bit of a I believe we get a bit of a time skip. Uh, from you know it's the end of high school they graduated peter made like a like a full spider-man suit um and then all the stuff with uh while this has been happening we've been getting glimpses of uh norman osborne and his project uh of this uh of this like super serum uh for the military that'll like make people stronger um and so the uh, the army comes by and goes, all right, uh, Norman, we're going to cut your funding if you don't show us results within like the next month. So that night, Norman decides to take a bit of that serum. He decides to be the first human test subject, um, which uh, kills him, but brings him back to life. Uh, and he lashes out, kills his assistant, and uh, escapes into the night. Uh, and then we see him a little bit later and he's kind of, uh, a little bit like he's just acting a little normal, but also a little bit on edge until he notices that a, that a voice has been speaking to him. Uh, that would be like his alternate personality of, uh, of the goblin. 
and uh, so there's a bit of like I guess a bit of balancing here where it's like uh, you know Peter is doing his regular his regular life stuff while also you know living with uh, Harry hanging out with MJ uh, and uh, getting to know Norman Osborn a bit and so they kind of go back and forth of that until um, Goblin, or until um, Norman starts to go out uh, into the world on a glider he built in a suit that he built as you know the Green Goblin, uh, causing you know terror. He like uh, he destroys this uh, Oscorp sponsored festival that's been that's going on in like uh, was it is it Times Square? I don't think it is. Is it? It might be. I, I mean, I I've know. never been to New York, so I couldn't tell you. I, t- I don't think it is. I think it's just some regular, like, park area. Yeah. Um, but there's, like, buildings, you know, New York stuff. Yeah. Uh, so he built, he blows up, uh, or, like, he, you know, goes through all of that. Spider-Man saves uh, MJ from a, a bomb, or, like, a, a crumbling building. Uh, and... <laughs> You know, Green Goblin takes notice, takes notice of Spider-Man. And so he, um, there's, I, there's like a little bit of just kind of, you know, regular stuff that happens. Peter, uh, saves MJ again, uh, or, you know, Peter as Spider-Man saves MJ again and they, uh, they kiss. Um, then, uh, Norman as Goblin decides to, uh, trap Spider-Man, uh, and he uh, he scratches him. He gives him like a scratch on his arm. Uh, and then later, I think it's later that day, uh, Norman is coming over to uh, Harry and Peter's place for uh, for Thanksgiving. Is it? Yep. Yeah, Thanksgiving. So he's coming over for Thanksgiving, uh, and he notices the scratch on Peter's arm that basically confirms to him that oh, Peter Spider Man. Um, and then comes the, the moment where, uh, Goblin decides to offer, uh, Spider-Man. He's like, he's like, we can take down all of this, uh, by ourselves or, you know, they'll, they'll turn on you, Spider-Man. Um, you know, Peter doesn't listen and just continues or, and, uh, or he, you know, he rejects the offer and, uh, continues to fight Goblin until Goblin decides to lash out against Peter's family since he knows who he is now. Um so he blows up <laughs> the he blows up the top of Aunt May's house injuring her uh putting her in the hospital and uh he kidnaps Mary Jane uh and basically forces a showdown between him and Spider-Man. Uh to which uh you know P- or, you know Spider-Man saves MJ uh he saves like everybody else that Goblin is about to kill with his actions, and then he um, corners Goblin in this uh, like rundown building. And at this point, Goblin is kind of becoming a little unstable. He keeps flipping between Norman and Goblin uh, personalities until uh, Goblin decides to surprise attack Spider-Man. But you know, Spider-Man has his little spider sense. And uh, jumps at the last minute uh, that Goblin sends his glider towards him. Uh, 
instead of spi- uh, stabbing Spider-Man, uh, killing himself in the process. Um, mm-hmm. And all that Goblin sa- or all that Norman says before he dies is, "Don't tell Harry." Before he collapses on his glider, so Spider-Man uh, brings Norman back to his home uh, and leaves him on a on like a couch. But right before right before he leaves, Harry sees Spider-Man drop off Norman uh, and sense you know you know Peter isn't about to tell or isn't about to reveal himself to Harry. Harry starts to believe that Spider-Man killed Norman. So um, that whole thing happens. They have a funeral for Norman uh, where uh, MJ confesses to Peter that uh, that she loves him. But Peter, seeing, uh, I guess, uh, seeing the life of responsibility as one not fit for love, decides to say no to MJ and continue with his life as spider-man uninterrupted and that is the end of the first movie yep so let's see what did you have uh do you have any like um i guess notes for this one <laughs> yeah I, I had a couple yeah well so the thing is um so this is a film that i grew up watching like i've i've seen it a million oh, times yeah. as a kid and it's actually been a pretty long time since i actually saw it and uh, I realize how there's a lot of stuff that I forgot and a lot of stuff that I've never really like there's a lot of scene that I would skip like especially the the dialogue scenes uh I, I just I just wanted to watch the the fight scenes um <laughs> and so there's a couple a couple of stuff that I uh, that I realized one of the one of the things not related to the, to the story but that kind of surprised me is how it takes one hour until you see spider-man. Which I thought it's was true, really weird. Does. Like, honestly, <laughs> the first half of the film is just about Peter and it's not Spider-Man, which I thought was really weird. Um, it really surprised me. But besides that, um, let me look at my notes. Hold on. Uh, there is the thing that I, I mean, I saw already a lot of people talking about that. It's not something they realized when you're a kid, but like. It's really funny how none of the actors look like high schoolers. Like, oh no, yeah, I was de- I was definitely on the look for that this time because I had, you yeah. know, heard about it online and I'm like, okay, what's what's the deal with this? Because I okay, I grew mm-hmm. up watching uh, the Raimi trilogy, but right. I only I remember only watching it a couple of times all the way through uh-huh. when I was a kid. Um, so this this time was almost really like me going into this movie completely blind because i just <laughs> i i remembered that little about it um but yeah that that was something i was on the lookout for but something i guess i was pleasantly surprised by was that like i was kind of the opposite with the those uh dialogue scenes in that i actually really enjoyed pretty much all of this movie i don't think there's a single part of it that i wish <laughs> was you know, too different. Obviously, a lot of yeah. it's cheesy. The CG hasn't aged as you would hope. Um, but you know, it's I I think out of all of these, I think this is the one that works the best. And I'll get into what I mean more later. Hmm. But um, yeah, well, I enjoyed yeah. this one a lot more than I thought I would. Well, if, all right, I'm. I'm 
I'm going to have to say, like, I think it's really funny that you say that because I think it's in this one might actually be my least favorite of the trilogy. Ooh. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> but again, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But right, uh, right. yeah. Uh, hold on. Let me just see if I have anything else. Um, there's a lot of stuff. Well, oh, yeah. One thing that I noticed is for, for the entire uh, trilogy, but mainly for this one is just how like i never really really realized just how amazing the, the music is like oh I think, yeah it's incredible I think, it's a great I th- great soundtrack i think this might be danny elfman's best work uh it's especially for I, the, I would say it's yeah. definitely it's definitely among his grace his greatest yeah. work like especially like it's, it's i don't know if it, i don't know if i'd say it's definitively the best but it's definitely mm-hmm. up there yeah it's up there with like Nightmare Before Christmas and some other Tim Burton oh, stuff. Oh yeah, but especially the the main theme, like at the beginning, is just first of all, like the nostalgia I feel from that is huge. <laughs> but just in general, I love it so much, and it's honestly I feel like this is in terms of soundtrack again. This is my least favorite. I feel like the 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 other ones have a, like a better soundtrack, but this one is already so good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like I would say this is the one, uh, and obviously once we get into like the other two movies, I'll talk about it more. But this mm-hmm. is the one I feel where the romance is handled the best. Um. Yep, I'm gonna have to agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that in a bit, but mm-hmm. um, I would yeah this. I guess a, a nitpick that I wrote down was uh, I, there's a lot of moments where like, I don't know, and I hate I hate to be this person, but just like looking at it logically, there's a lot of moments where it's like, well, how did how did Peter not reveal himself there? That was really almost like <laughs> it's oh, almost yeah. the moment of like, oh yeah, how did, how did you not how did you not how did you not see that or like, <laughs> but for sure, I for mean, sure, it's a you can kind of suspend your your disbelief when watching these ones, and I think that's fine. Um, yeah, I'm. I mean, logically, like that's... if this if this happened in real life, like everyone would have figured out the Peter Spider Man really fast. Like, especially, well, see, yeah, the, that's how I feel yeah. with like, that's how I would usually think about it. But like, I mean, with the other ones, like uh, with the Marvel trilogy, um, with uh, Spider Verse, uh, I'm just I'm able to go like, okay, you know, I can kind of think like. I understand that people might not figure it out or like, obviously like the people close to him probably would, but just some regular person probably wouldn't. There's a lot of moments (laughs) where it's like, almost like, Oh, how did I, how did not, how did the whole world not figure that out? Yeah. Um, especially considering this is, uh, you know, especially considering that there's only one time in the entire, like Spider-Man, uh, a Spider-Man cinematic universe where his identity was revealed to the public. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, there's, there's all, there's that, but that's kind of, that's really all I had to say on this one. Yeah. If you had anything. Else um, to add. Let me look, hold on. Let me look at my notes. Um, I really like the, the, well, I really like the comedy in this one, but, uh, that's something that I mainly want to talk about for the other movies. Um, <laughs> 
because I I have got a lot of stuff to say about that specifically. I, but I do like um, the Peter Parker in this per- particular movie has a sort of an awkwardness that is there in the other movies, but not quite as present. Especially everything related oh, yeah. to Mary Jane. <laughs> um, there's, he, he, I mean, he's awkward and he's not the, the he doesn't have the type of personality that you that you'd necessarily expect from. Uh, from a superhero, but that makes him like much more relatable, and I really like that. Yeah, it's. I think Tobey Maguire captures something that the other two live-action Spider-Men just didn't for me. Was that like yeah, like 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 it's the awkwardness of being like a, or it's it's Peter Parker, it's Peter Parker's you know nerdy awkwardness. Like I think I think. Tom Holland did a fine job, but I couldn't really see it in him. Andrew Garfield is just too handsome to be a nerd character, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, it's but, like... Um, I think yeah. I think Toby na- nails it in this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's... No, it, it, it is true how, like, if Tom Holland or Andrew Garfield actually were Spider-Man, like, they wouldn't be like they, they wouldn't be as nerdy or awkward and uh no yeah, yeah. it's uh, honestly i don't know i feel like uh, with tom holland and andrew garfield i don't really see that much of the like nerdy scientist side uh but i do definitely see it with uh well maybe a bit a bit more with tom holland but not with andrew garfield but i do see it more with uh toby mcguire yeah i agree um. Yeah, that's kind of all I had. <laughs> yeah, honestly, looking on, at my on notes, to... look at my uh, at oh, my yeah. notes. Most of the stuff that I uh, that I wrote was related to like nostalgia and like, oh my god, I remember the scene is so good. Like the first, uh, the the first uh, web shooting scene, just <laughs> the, the 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 scene where he's like trying to figure out how to uh, do like web shooting. It's so oh, yeah. good. Where he just jumps over oh, the yeah, buildings. Like, I've I've always throughout my entire life I've always had like um well like with, with since I've seen these movies like I obviously said I couldn't really remember a whole lot of them but you know the first web shooting scene and the goblin fight at the end have mm. always stuck in my mind because they're so so good. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, a lot of it is either stuff like that or stuff that i think is a bit uh inco- incoherent uh like one of the the last note that i wrote was uh, wait did he really friend zone mary jane did he actually do that <laughs> what an idiot it's a thing i'll say this it makes i think that part makes sense yeah <laughs> for this movie mm-hmm. i think if this movie stood on its own and there was never any other Spider-Man Spider-Man movies in this series, that decision would really work. But as we see, mm-hmm. eh, it gets a little it gets a little funny. Um <laughs> but uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there um let's see. Yeah, that's all I had. So um, uh, I guess moving yeah. on. Or do you have anything else? 
I'm, nah. I said that the CGI looks pretty plasticky, but that's it. Like, I mean, it's 2002. What do you want to do? Yeah, it's 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 definitely noticeable at a lot of parts, but you know. Yeah. Oh what are you yeah. Do it's it's the it's the time it was made. <laughs> it's but, honestly, um, honestly for th- 2002, it's good. Oh yeah, no. There's a lot of moments where like. I, th- mm. I like I noticed that it was a little bit weird, but like I didn't really mind it because it's like you know yeah. it's it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, it's plasticky, but it's not ugly. Yeah, I, I think that that works. That that's a great way to say that. Like it's it's a bit like it's a bit plasticky and a little strange, but it's not. It's it, it works. <laughs> so yeah, um, Spider Man Two. Uh, released right. in 2004. Also, Sam Raimi. This time, we focus on uh, the villain uh, Doc Ock, Doctor Octopus, uh, played by Alfred Molina. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think there's any more characters introduced in this one, other than Doc Ock himself. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. So, you know, going into that. Uh, I guess here's a little, let me get a little guide for this one. Cause I don't really quite remember this one as much as, <laughs> as much as the first one, uh, at least not like, well, well. the main thing, see. yeah. In, ter- in terms of story, the main thing for that one is it's very, very focused on how much trouble Peter has, um, like gauging his, finding a balance between his uh, Spider-Man superhero life and his Peter Parker, like, normal human life. Uh, like, mm-hmm. on the first 20 minutes of the, fi- of the film, you barely see Spider-Man. It's mostly all about mm-hmm. Peter seeing how um, he's not there for, uh, for, for his friends and family. Like, Mary Jane has a, a play on Broadway and he hasn't even seen it yet because he's just too busy being <laughs> Spider-Man. Uh, he's, yeah. He gets fired from his uh, uh, job of, like, delivering pizza. He almost gets fired from the Daily Bugle. And uh, he, like, he gets terrible grade in university. Uh, all that just because he can't get to where he has to be on time because he's too busy being Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, the, that's like the, you know, other than Dr. Octopus himself, I would say, I would even argue to say that that's the primary focus of this oh, movie yeah. because that's where, mm-hmm. that's where most of the time is spent. It's, yeah, um, Peter, Peter Parker and Spider-Man's quest in this film more than defeating Doc Ock is trying to find a balance. Like that's what the entire film is about. That's what that's mm-hmm. his quest. That's what he tries to achieve. Yeah, but I guess going into a, a short synopsis or as short as I can mm-hmm. possibly make it, yeah. um, you know, we we pick up where we left off. Uh, Peter and Harry's relationship is a little strained because. All Harry really talks about anymore is, you know, Spider-Man killed my father. I have to kill Spider-Man. I have to find him. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, you know him and Mary Jane, as you mentioned, you know, a little strained after the last movie. She's on broad- Broadway now, and she's dating another guy. Um, but uh, 
Peter is tasked by his uh, professor to write a uh, paper about just anything he really wants to. So he chooses his uh, his focus is on the uh, the research of of Doctor Otto Octavius, who just so happens to be uh, doing some research right now on uh, renewable energy uh, under the uh, mm-hmm. financial backing of Oscorp. And since the person who is providing that financial backing is Harry. Harry gets Peter and in to meet uh, Doctor Octavius, um, so they you know they kind of talk a little bit and uh, Octavius uh, Otto you know played by Alfred Molina uh, offers Peter you know we'll come to come to the demonstration tomorrow where we're gonna you know see how to or I guess uh, you know demonstrate the uh, renewable energy that I've been working on so. Peter goes to this demonstration mm-hmm. where, you know, Harry's there, uh, Octavius is there with his wife, it's like in his apartment, um, and during the uh, the presentation, uh, Octavius reveals uh, the operators for this, you know, energy device are uh, four uh, robotic tentacle-like arms on his back um, that are linked to his brain through artificial intelligence and you know to make sure that nothing goes wrong uh there's a little like inhibitor chip on the back of his uh on the back of his neck that you know keeps it all under his control uh so he begins the experiment which uh basically dooms itself right from the get-go uh and begins to like i guess magnetize everything towards like the the gathering power that looks like a little like sun in the middle of that thing uh that Octavius you know that's kind of his whole thing through this movie is kind of you know harnessing the power of the sun <laughs> um but it goes you know completely wrong so Peter decides to uh change quickly into Spider-Man and uh you know rush in to save the day uh he saves Harry uh, and gets everybody out of there, but at the last minute, uh, trying to figure out how to shut it off, it completely goes unstable, like, glass flies everywhere, kills, uh, Octavius's wife, um, and, uh, incapacitates, uh, Otto. And so, you know, Spider-Man leaves, and, you know, um, it, like, kind of, like, cuts to this, uh, Kind of like surgery where they're trying to get, they're trying to separate uh, Octavius from yeah. the arms, mm-hmm. uh, in which you know he's still kind of out of it. Uh, but during this uh, surgery, he reawakens and the tentacles go insane, killing everybody yeah. in the room. In a That's... scene that is one of the best sequences in this entire trilogy. The, that scene is uh, a scene that you watch and you're like, oh yeah, right, that's directed by the guy who made Evil Dead. Yeah, I forgot, yeah. now I see it. <laughs> it is so Evil Dead, I love it so, so evil much. Dead. I was, like I, was the, watching with, I was watching with a big smile on my face. <laughs> like the scene of the the, 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 the the doctor being dragged out and just like scratching the, the floor yeah. with her nails. Yeah. And literally, literally just the guy like putting out pulling out a chainsaw. It's like, oh, are you kidding me? You got a chainsaw for real? Mm-hmm. It's, it's the, so funny. It's, it's so completely Evil Dead. Yeah. Um, but he, you know, escapes into the night and starts kind of 
you know, creating chaos around town. And so uh, J. Jonah Jameson of the Daily Bugle, which, you know, we'll talk about him. I'm, I, I mean, I, all of my notes are oh, in my, yeah. like, overall, overall <laughs> section of the trilogy because yeah. he's just such a great presence. But J. Jonah Jameson nicknames uh, uh, the new, you know, eight-legged, uh, or, you know, um, eight-limb Octavius as Dr. Octopus. Um, so... We get a bit of a break from the octopus stuff, and we get uh, my uh, you know my quote unquote favorite thing in this trilogy, uh, and that's the Mary Jane and Peter drama. Uh, I'm just kidding. I oh, hate really? it. I hate it so much. I really oh, hate right. it. <laughs> I think it is so. I think it is so abysmally done, uh, and really, yeah. really breaks away from like the good stuff and i don't and i'm not saying that i think it you know wouldn't have been great i don't think it's like a thing that's not it it has its place i just don't think it's done very well yeah but um you know mary jane is uh, i think oh yeah what were you gonna say yeah yeah i'd say i'd say the main thing is like peter is such an idiot in those scenes. Oh, he's so dumb. He's it's like, so dumb. <laughs> it's it's dumb. It's dumb beyond reason. Like yeah. you can you can be awkward. I, I understand the whole like awkward when talking to a girl thing or awkward when being in a relationship thing, but this is like beyond the pale stuff right here. It's like, like it is so. Dude, <laughs> she just got engaged with an astronaut, and you're asking her to go back with you. Really? Yeah, I, I think I wrote down. I wrote down. This is my actual note. I wrote down. Uh, Peter is extremely socially inept. Like every time he talks to MJ in this movie, he just says the most stupid shit. <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, he as is, you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as you mentioned, uh, you know, MJ mm-hmm. gets engaged to uh, to an astronaut who you know is J. Jonah Jameson's son, uh, John. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Peter kind of, Peter kind of has like a freak out and decides to just stop being Spider-Man and, you know, tries to come back to his normal life and tries to like, you know, reconcile with Mary Jane. It doesn't work. Um, but, uh, in this comes another one of my notes, uh, in the moment in the movie where I almost lost my mind laughing because I forgot this was a part of it. Um, or I forgot this line was said. Now, I think Tobey Maguire is a good actor. I think he has a lot of moments in this trilogy that are legitimately good. But the way he says this line uh, makes me cry laughing. Uh, and that's when he, he has a flashback uh, to the... Uh, or, like, he has he has this, like, uh, inner conscience moment with, uh, with Uncle Ben. Uh, and he has, like, he has, like, tears in his eyes and he goes... I am Spider-Man. No more. <laughs> and I love it so, so much. Um, I didn't notice that. It is, it is one of the... It's, it's one of the, I guess, one of my favorite Tobey Maguire lines. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it, that, it's, it's, that's my main problem with this movie. Can I, the, sorry, the, can I just... Uh, oh, yeah. Since you talk about your favorite, like, 
weird like my Yo, favorite, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. My, my favorite like uh, kind of, uh ironically funny line of the of this movie is after the the whole like uh octavius thing happens and it, everything blows up and uh they get out out of the building and uh he, harry starts complaining about uh, spider-man this one says he saved your life sir and then he just says <laughs> he humiliated me by touching me which I think, yeah. and then he just puts on his sunglasses, and I think it's so funny. Oh I think yeah, it's one of the it, it is funniest so scenes. Oh my god, I, we love could, that I, line. I think that's good. That's gonna have to be part of our overall discussion. Is just mm-hmm. the amount of amazing lines in this trilogy. Oh it my is god, so the, quotable. The mean potential out of this trilogy is amazing. It, it is so quotable. It's it's amazing. Um, but, uh, I mean, I guess back to, back to the summary, yeah. which we're, we're almost done. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Octavius decides, or he decides to continue his research, uh, into the, uh, you know, renewable energy source, but he requires, um, he requires a tritium, I think it is, uh, which he can only get from, uh, yeah. Harry Osborne. So he... He visits Harry and, uh, you know, kind of like roughs him up and demands it. Uh, Harry agrees, but only uh, if Octavius can uh, can get uh, can get Spider Man and bring him bring him Spider Man so that Harry can kill him. You know, Octavius agrees. Um, he locates uh, Peter, who is you know actually starting to kind of. Uh, kindle something with Mary Jane, uh, kidnaps him, mm-hmm. um, and tells him like and tells him like if you, if you or he kidnaps uh Mary Jane. He's like if you value this woman, uh, tell Spider Man to come to this location, uh, and he does, uh, and uh, they, f- you know, they have a the the big. This is kind of like the big oct oct uh, like Doc Ock fight, where it ends up on the mm-hmm. on the train. Uh, and Peter's like Peter's like roughed up even at this point Uh, but he but Octopus basically sets up the train to just not stop and he's like alright have fun Uh, so Spider-Man has to stop a very fast moving train before it reaches the end of the line and crashes through into the uh, into the into the lake Uh, and so you know he he stops the train, uh, but in that process loses his uh, loses his mask, um, and is probably here's an, another really big highlight from uh, from this movie and a, mm-hmm. a, a personal highlight from the trilogy is after stopping the train he basically like passes out, but all the New Yorkers on the train help him and promise him that they won't you know, tell anybody who he is. Uh, but, um, they bring him his mask back and, uh, Octavius comes in and, uh, you know, he, he demands, he like, he takes Spider-Man from the New Yorkers and brings him to, uh, brings him to Harry. Um, Harry is like, ah, yes, thank you. And he gives Octopus the tritium so he can start the experiment. Uh, Harry, you know, gears up. He has like a knife in his hand, and he decides he's like, "All right, before I kill you, I want to see who you really are." 
And so he rips off the mask and he's like, and then, then comes the moment where it's like, oh no, my best friend was Spider-Man. And it's, I, I think it's probably one of the, I think the whole, the whole Harry Osborn storyline is one of my favorite threads throughout this entire trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, uh, Peter, you know, Harry's like really, really shocked by this and, you know, basically tells, Peter tells Harry to just go like, all right, we need to put our differences aside. Octopus, our Octavius is going to destroy New York. Um, Mm -hmm. if you don't lead me to where he is right now. Uh, and so Harry agrees and tells him where the lab is. So Peter, you know, swings over there. Uh, and the, the, the final, the final battle, uh, continues or the, the final battle like begins and uh they you know they start to they battle again as like you know the unstable power generator is starting to get you know more and more crazy uh peter decides uh to reveal his identity uh in the same room as uh as in the same room as uh mary jane and octavius you know revealing his identity to both of them uh, and he persuades uh, Octavius to, you know, stop the stop the generator, which um, he which he does by grabbing it with his tentacles and uh, basically uh, crashing into the uh, into the uh, you know New York uh, lake, like just into the water to neutralize the uh, power generator, uh, but killing Octavius in the process. Um, you know, Mary Jane now knowing Peter's identity, they, you know, they kind of reconcile the whole thing. It's like, oh, you know, uh, this is why we can't, you know, be together. And she's like, oh, I understand. And so she let, you know, he lets her go back to her, uh, fiance. Um, then, uh, they kind of have this scene near the end where Mary Jane's getting married, uh, but decides to to run out uh, on her fiance and go be with Peter, fully ex- fully accepting uh, his lifestyle mm-hmm. as Spider Man. Um, and then we get we get a little we get a little teaser. We get a little moment of like, oh, where Harry is by himself in his uh his in his mansion, uh, and begins to see uh, visions of his father. Uh, in in a, in a mirror, uh, which be, you know enrages him, uh, uh, causing him to throw something at the mirror and shattering it, revealing uh, Norman's secret goblin room with all of the the bombs, the serums, the the, the glider, um, which uh, you know reveals it to Harry and reveals a way that he can get back at Spider Man. And that is pretty much everything that happens in that movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, what uh, what uh, notes do you have? <laughs> uh, so the the main thing that I noticed during this movie is how like just how funny it is. Um, yeah, it's it's <laughs> yeah, it's and and I never really like made the connection how like. 
this movie definitely is the most like comedy focused of the entire trilogy. Um, oh, I don't do know. Do you not agree? I don't know if I completely. I don't know if I completely agree, but that's that's something for our discussion it's, of the next one. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. All right. I get. I get what you're saying, but in my opinion, yeah. Uh, it, I can it, see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, especially uh, the the main thing, the main scene that I'm thinking of is uh, after there's the first scene where. Um, Peter isn't able to, to shoot his web. He goes to an, an elevator and he just sees a guy who's just like, Wait, what the hell? <laughs> Why is Spider-Man in the, in, in the elevator? He's just like, it's just this really funny and awkward scene of like, oh, that's a cool suit got there. Thanks, I made it. Does it, <laughs> it, does it get itchy? Yeah, sometimes. Gets pretty tight around the crotch. Okay. It's <laughs> just very, very <laughs> awkward and very, very funny. There's a lot of uh, other like very funny scenes um and yeah but i'd say like i really like the whole part of the movie where peter is in spider-man i think like as a in terms of like character evolution i think that's very interesting um kind of like to you know he keeps saying how he doesn't like to be spider-man and then you've got this part of the film that where it's like all right you get what you what you wanted you're not spider-man anymore do you like that and then he's like no i don't i want to be go back to being spider-man uh which i think is really very nice and uh i really like the the way the the whole peter parker character was handled in this movie i i would i would agree somewhat i think it's the whole plot line of like you know, I don't really want to be Spider-Man anymore. Um, is you know, it's it's kind of part of the regular like Spider-Man uh, story. Uh, but I just think I just think those mm. those scenes in particular are just not fun to watch during this during this movie. Um, but that's that's probably just me because a lot of people love love those scenes and love mm. this movie specifically. Yeah. I'll say that's something uh, a bit un- unrelated that I thought about, which is how um, I feel like most people say that this movie is the best one in the trilogy. And I'm, I'll am i be honest, I, I agree with those. It's my favorite of the trilogy. And I feel like for a lot of people, the reason why that is, is mainly because of the, the train scene, which is just the like... The train scene is iconic. It's yeah. one of the best action scene in history. It's not, like not just in superhero movies, but just action films in general. It's just so good, and it's like I like mm-hmm. how the, the main focus of, of the scene isn't really for for a big part of the scene. The focus isn't even isn't even Doc Ock. It's just like trying to stop the train, uh, mm. and it's just like the way that you see Spider Man trying so much and using so much of his strength. And I know a lot of people keep making fun of Tobey Maguire for the faces he makes during that scene, which I mean, to a certain point, fair enough. But I do think that they, they're like, yes, they're goofy, but they're also like realistic. That That's what he would look like if he, he tried to like yeah. stop a train. It makes sense. It is just, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just goofy looking. Yeah. I understand it's, it. It's the same thing with whenever he cries. Like, for so long, people have yeah. been making fun. Especially when uh, Uncle Ben dies. Like, the, the way he cries in that scene. And honestly, that's some of the most realistic crying I've seen in any movie. Uh, 
in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Something the, like the 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 classic Hollywood like one tear falling down yeah. the down the, the the main character's that one, face. That one specifically doesn't make me laugh, but the part near the end when he uh reveals his identity to Mary Jane and the building piece is like falling <laughs> on her and the way he yeah. the way he's like he's like smiling like he's like really happy and then immediately his face switches to just ah! Yeah. Is the funniest part of that entire part, the, that entire scene. <laughs> I love that yeah. scene. His screams also very funny in the in the whole series. Like, oh yeah, uh, they're incredible. Yeah. <laughs> there's the oh, there's um, the scream the, the first time that he like uh, he web shoots um, that he swings with uh, one of his webs and he just like starts screaming as he's about to like smash uh, a smash a wall. That's one of my favorite yeah. screams of the whole trilogy. <laughs> Um, I would, yeah. I guess my way to kind of just sum up my thoughts on this one is, um, I think the action scenes are amazing. Mm-hmm. I think they're probably the best action scenes of the trilogy. Um, but the human drama is just not very good. I think mm-hmm. it could have been could have been done much much better. Um. But I I think this one's I think it's still good I think mm-hmm. it's still a good movie right um, but I st- still think the first one is my favorite um, but that's that's all I had written down for this one I kind of mentioned everything yeah. that I that I had uh, did you have anything left um no I'm I'm noticing that most of my notes are re- related to the first twenty minutes of the movie which I think is kind of weird <laughs> uh but yeah. I remember I I feel like even as uh as a kid that was the um, uh the the movie that I watched like the the least I because I, I only watched like the the action scenes and I feel like uh uh the, the other movies have more action scenes and this one has more like dialogue scenes. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I I agree. But like as a kid, th- this definitely wasn't my favorite one. But as an adult, uh. It's funny how like my my view of the whole trilogy has changed. Where now it's my favorite one, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I don't really. I feel like a lot of stuff that I have to say about this one is going to be in the uh, overall uh, review of the trilogy. Right. So, uh, so I guess yeah. uh, I I guess it's time to move on to uh, the Spider Man Three. Let the the controversial one. The very controversial one. Um, All right. Can I? All right. Before before we start, I have to I have to talk about like my history with this particular movie. Okay. So Spider Man Three is the first movie that I remember watching in theaters. Really? Okay. Yeah. Back in two thousand seven, when I must have been four years old, I remember being going to the theater with my family, going to watch that movie. And in general, it really was like when I was a kid, that was my favorite one. That was the one that I was watching all the time. And <laughs> in general, I've always had and always will have a massive nostalgia for this movie and a huge love that probably isn't it entirely objective like definitely a a huge part of why i love this film is because like it's um such an important film like for me but yeah so that's just to say like i'm gonna talk about this movie and i'm not gonna be very subjective uh (laughs) but yeah 
So Spider-Man 3, the last yes. movie of the trilogy. Again, obviously directed by Sam Raimi. With a, quite a lot of new characters introduced in this one. Um, yeah, very much so. <laughs> there's obviously the the main villain, uh, Sandman, who's played by... Hold on, let me just find his name. Who's played by uh, Thomas Hayden Church. Uh, who yeah, definitely is the main villain. But there's also another villain. Uh, the, the the big Spider-Man villain, Venom, uh, in this movie played by Topher Grace. Uh, who at the time was just out of his... Uh, his run on uh, that 70s show and uh there's there's also obviously Gwen uh Gwen Stacy there's um his father who's the the chief of police there's uh who else i feel like that's kind of it um i'm trying to think if there were any more like new major players in this one um, i think I, I think that's it but those characters yeah. are very important to the story yes um so okay um i really mm. i really wanted to come into this uh <laughs> yeah. come into this episode not really i guess trashing on spider-man 3 <laughs> Right. <laughs> but I think it is just such a mess <laughs> that that I really all right like there's there's specific things that I like there's like little parts that I think are fun to watch but I think overall it just just does not work. Um, I mean to be I guess blind, like, yeah, fair I enough. I guess we could just summarize the uh, yeah the movie. Mm-hmm. So, um, we kind of fast forward a, a year from uh, the end of the last movie, uh, and Peter is planning to uh, to propose to Mary Jane, who uh, just made her uh, Broadway musical debut. Uh, and, uh, you know, after the musical, they decide to go uh, hang out on a big spider web uh, in Central Park, and a, and a meteor uh <laughs> lands nearby uh unbeknownst to both of them that houses a uh an alien uh an alien life form known as a symbiote symbiote that uh follows peter um and harry you know obviously he knows peter's spider-man uh is wanting to you know still avenge his father so he begins his transformation uh uh, with the with the performance enhancing you know gas uh and uh he he battles peter he just picks him up scoops him off the street on his little motorbike uh and they fly through or they you know they fly through and uh fight which is actually i i really like this scene um actually oh, yeah, it's I great think it's, i think it's really exciting the whole uh the wedding so he, on the scene in the like scene before this he gets uh a wedding ring from aunt may uh her wedding ring from uncle you know from uncle ben to uh to propose to propose to mary yeah. jane with uh but that's a that's an element in this fight between him and harry is that uh he doesn't want to lose the uh the wedding ring and he almost does a couple times 
So, uh, you know, they, they keep fighting until uh, Harry flies into a, into a metal beam and injures his, uh, his head, uh, developing uh, everybody's favorite plot device, amnesia. <laughs> for, mm-hmm. uh, causing him to forget uh, all the events of the past uh, two movies, except for the fact that his father is dead. Right. Uh, or, or yeah, yeah, he remembers that part, but everything else is just kind of blurry. Uh, meanwhile, we get a we get kind of like a a look at a, an escaped uh, convict, uh, Flint Marco, uh, played by Thomas Hayden Church. Who visits his uh, his wife and uh, sick daughter uh, before leaving again? Uh, but you know, while he's running, you know, on the run, the police kind of corner him, causing him to uh, to run into a uh, into an experiment facility, uh, which causes him to fall into a uh, particle accelerator uh, that fuses his body with uh, the. Uh, the sand that surrounds the the particle accelerator, uh, basically reforming his body uh, into sand, or like it, like giving him the ability to control the uh, the sand that makes up his body, turning him into you know sand man. Um, and so after this, we get uh, there's this festival. That uh, is honoring Spider-Man. Uh, or actually, okay, wait, no. Before this, we get a scene where Gwen Stacy is doing this, like, modeling thing. Uh, yeah. And is yeah, interrupted. Yeah. Uh, interrupted by Sandman destroying the uh, building that she is working in. Uh, causing, you know, this whole scene where, you know... We get three character introductions. Well, I mean, Gwen was already kind of introduced, but not, like, too formally before this. Uh, we get, you know, we get Gwen's first major, major scene. We get, uh, we get the, fir- the first interac- inter- uh, our interaction with uh, Eddie Brock, played by Topher Grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get, uh, obviously, Gwen's father is the chief of police. Uh, you know, Spider-Man does his whole thing saves Gwen from the falling or from the broken building um and then there's a festival uh held by uh held by the chief of police to to thank Spider-Man for saving his daughter uh and during this festival uh in front of everybody uh Spider-Man you know does his little web down uh and uh and <laughs> and uh Kisses Gwen Stacy in front of the crowd to you know kind of ple- do a little bit of a crowd pleasing uh, act, uh, which you know angers Mary Jane. Um, yeah, <laughs> there's there's that part that uh, creates all of the Mary Jane drama for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's uh, at that exact moment. Uh, Sandman is kind of like robbing this armored truck, uh, and they have their first like little inter, uh, you know, uh, fight, I guess. Uh, and during, I guess, um, after this, uh, Peter and May are called to uh, the police station because uh, the chief of police, uh, you know, Gwen Stacy's dad, uh, informs them that uh, 
Flint Marco was actually the true killer of Uncle Ben. Uh, in that the, uh, the uh, robber from the first movie was just an accomplice. And uh, mm-hmm. this basically causes Peter to lose his mind um, and <laughs> sit in his apartment uh, all day listening to the police scanner and waiting for them to mention Flint Marco. Uh, during this little, like, moment, you know, Mary Jane comes over, he tells her to leave, uh, and he sleeps in his Spider-Man suit just so he's, like, you know, able to to leave, like, at a yeah. moment's notice. Uh, but while he's doing this, uh, the symbiote that uh, followed him from the park... Um, assimilates with his uh with his suit um basically you know peter figures out that the symbiote has you know has colored his suit black uh enhanced his powers made him very strong but also uh brings out a darker side in him making him you know a little edgier a little like uh a little more rough around the edges uh and uh he locates well during this you know symbiote thing he locates uh uh where you know sandman is uh and goes to um goes to fight him and discovers in the uh he, he borrows he, he battles him in a like a subway tunnel uh which gives him the opportunity to discover that uh water is uh is sandman's weakness opening a pipe and you know reducing sandman to mud and just washing him away uh, you know, think thinking that he killed him, uh, Peter is very happy about this and, uh, you know, leaves back to his apartment. And this kind of, this new uh, personality of his, you know, alienates him from Mary Jane, alienates him from Aunt May. Uh, and uh, he, they, there's this like little slide, side plot where Amnesiac Harry is hanging out with Mary Jane, they kind of almost, uh, start, you know, they almost kiss, they almost, they have, like, a, you know, a moment together, uh, and she decides to leave, uh, but, while like, right after she leaves, uh, he, Harry gets a vision of, uh, of his father, which, uh, completely snaps him out of the, uh, of the amnesia, um, stuff, <laughs> and, um, the, uh, what was it, um, f- he forces Mary Jane to break up with Peter, uh, Harry meets with Peter and tells mm-hmm. him that, uh, Mary Jane is in love with him, uh, Peter confronts Harry, uh, under the influence of the, the symbiote, and, uh, tells, <laughs> this part, this part kind of made me laugh because it's a little... It's it, it's a little funny, but it's you know <laughs> yeah. meant to be kind of like like biting. There's the part where you know he fights him uh, and goes like, yeah. "Your father never loved you." Uh, and uh, what does he what does he call him? He goes, "Oh, look at you, little goblin." <laughs> oh, little goblin junior gonna cry? <laughs> yeah, little little goblin junior yeah. gonna cry. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, and he also yeah. uh, he redirects a a bomb. That Harry throws at him, uh, which explodes and disfigures his face or Harry's face. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, during 
During all this, Eddie Brock, uh, who is also a photographer uh, for the Daily Bugle, trying to get uh, a scoop on Spider-Man so he can take Peter's job, um, succeeds. But um, mm-hmm. Peter uh, fakes a uh, like a like a photo that you know supposedly exposes Eddie as a plagiarizer. And so, you know, uh, J. Jonah Jameson fires Eddie and promotes Peter, uh, and Peter, you know, brings, they have this scene where Peter brings Gwen to, like, a, a, like, a jazz club where Mary Jane works, and, uh, they do this whole, like, dance to make, (laughs) to make Mary Jane jealous. Uh, Gwen leaves. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Peter... You know, gets a little mad because the bouncers are trying to take him out, and uh, you know he beats them up and accidentally hits Mary Jane, which uh, causes him to realize that the symbiote is you know corrupting him. So he goes to the uh, to like a nearby church uh, and realizes that the high pitched sounds of the the metal like clanging against you know the bell clanging against its uh, you know just the outer side of the bell causes the symbiote to like freak out. And so, uh, during or making the bell continue to chime, he tears the symbiote off him. Uh, but during this moment, uh, Eddie Brock is in that church, uh, praying to God to kill Peter Parker. <laughs> um, but at this moment, he hears Peter screaming from the top of the bell tower and realizes that he's Spider-Man. Uh, but during this, the symbiote falls from the, from the top of the bell tower and, uh, follows Eddie, making him the new, uh, the new, like, host of the symbiote, turning him into Venom. Mm -hmm. Uh, he, as Venom, he locates, uh, Marco, Sandman, and convinces, convinces that, you know, him, like, let's join forces and kill Spider-Man. Uh, so they, they abduct Mary Jane... Uh, and hold up at a uh, construction site. Uh, and so, during this, uh, Peter reconciles with Harry, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, Harry has this, like, uh, realization with, uh, with his butler that, uh, you know, Norman's death was not Peter's fault. Um, and so he decides to help Peter fight Venom and, uh, and Sandman, uh, and they have a really, really good, like, really good fight between the, uh, the four of them, uh, and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, during this, uh, Venom, you know, kind of gains the upper hand on Spider-Man for a second and attempts to kill him with, uh, Harry's glider, but, uh, you know, uh, like father, like son, uh, Harry... Harry, uh, interrupts, or, like, Harry, like, uh, tries to, uh, block this, but is also stabbed, uh, by the, by the glider, uh, fatally wounding him. Uh, and mm-hmm. during this, uh, he, he remembers, uh, the weakness, or, uh, Peter remembers, like, the weakness of Venom, and, like, uh, starts clanging metal together, uh, which, which works, and separates Brock from the symbiote. Um, 
So he destroys it with one of Harry's pumpkin bombs. Uh, Brock is like, you know, he kind of like, he he's attached to the symbiote, so he like, he jumps in to like save it, but is also you know blown up in the process, killing uh, Venom. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, you know the 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 fight is kind of ending, and uh, Sandman explains to Peter that uh, the death of Uncle Ben was more or less an ex- an accident, and you know it's haunted him. He's trying to save his daughter, uh, and this is like a really good scene. <laughs> like I really yeah. wish I really wish the relationship between uh between P- I I okay, I'll save I'll save that for the final dis- mm-hmm. discussion. I'll just I'll mention I'll mention the ending right now. So sure. Peter right. forgives Sandman, uh Harry and Peter reconcile um and Harry passes away from his injuries. Um and uh Peter and Mary Jane uh are you know finally back together with a strengthened relationship and that that is the end of spider-man 3 yep so let's uh let's get into it (laughs) all right so i am gonna go ahead and directly say the thing that because obviously i'm not i'm not stupid i know that there's a lot of stuff that (laughs) isn't that doesn't work with this movie so i'm gonna say the main thing that I say, like, is an issue with this film. If you erase Eddie, Eddie Brock Jr. and Venom, as well as Gwen, if you erase those characters, the movie becomes the best movie of the entire trilogy. That's oh, my, no, that's no question about it. No, it's <laughs> like, I think, I think, legitimately. Cause, okay, mm-hmm. so... For those who don't know, uh, this is like the big elephant in the room regarding this movie. Um, (laughs) During production, uh, uh, Sam Raimi wanted wanted this movie to focus on Sandman Mm -hmm. uh, with a secondary focus on uh, on Harry Osborn. Um, But the studio really wanted Venom in the movie, so he had to comply and add Venom into the movie, which... Just creates this chaotic, like it really, it really does feel like this movie has no singular focus because it really doesn't. It is mainly there to just kind of like bounce between all these three and try and find a balance, which it it doesn't end up finding that balance. It kind of, you know, it it, it has a lot of great ideas. Like I think the scenes between Peter and Sandman are really good, and I think mm-hmm. if a whole movie was given to develop that. I think it could have been really good. I think it could have been really cool. Um, well, it's. I think it's really funny to compare the the characters of Sandman and Venom, and just like it almost feel like a feels like a parent that has a clearly has a favorite child because it's like, <laughs> all right, it really in, is. <laughs> in one corner you have Sandman, who like. You know, he's a very, he's a very deep character. Like the whole story of, you know, he's not a bad guy. He just wants, he just wants to get money for his daughter. 
because uh, she has like a terrible disease. That whole thing, I'm pretty sure, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that this is not in the original comics. This is something that Sa Sam Raimi created to make the character more interesting and to make it more than just like a big brute who just wants to, to, to just wants money to be to be richer. And he also gives him the best scene in the entire movie and one of the best scenes in the entire tri trilogy with just this scene where he just wakes up and after he's become the Sandman and tries to like get up and oh my god that, yeah that's a great uh, one so good it's so it's, good even the CGI in that moment yeah. is great like it oh, is not it, it is not hate it is not aged a day absolutely not and so we got this honestly honestly I think Sandman might be it's like the, the I I'd say the best villain of the entire trilogy is either him or uh, Green Goblin. It's one or the other. And uh, I think I I, mm -hmm. I think if he was given room to breathe, he definitely would have been the best yep. one. But I think I think Green Goblin indisputably is the best, mm -hmm. at least in my mind. But I can see I can see where that right. opinion comes from, and I think I agree. Mm -hmm. And um, on but, on the on yeah. the other side, you have Venom. Who, first of all, just in terms of screen time, like he Eddie becomes Venom in like the the last thirty minutes of the movie, uh, mm -hmm. and even when he's Venom, he the all his dialogues are all like, "Oh, boo hoo hoo! You humiliated me! Oh, you! Oh no! Why did you do this to me? Oh, I'm so sad." It's, it's you cl can clearly see that Sam Raimi does not like Venom and that he does not want to make a movie <laughs> with Venom, and I think. Honestly, that really sucks for him, but I also think it's really like the way it was handled is very funny. It, um, yeah, it is. It is pretty funny to watch. Yeah. Um, but you mentioned it earlier uh, about uh, removing mm -hmm. things from the movie. Uh, I think Gwen yeah. Stacy could have been cut out of the movie, even in terms of like mm -hmm. just footage, and I oh, think yeah. nothing would have changed. Mm -hmm. Bryce Dallas Howard does a fine job yeah. as Gwen. There's the the acting. Oh, that's is not no the issue. problem. Yeah, yeah that's mm -hmm. not it's not the issue here. It's it's story because Gwen right. serves nothing in this movie. No, and really only serves to create yeah. drama between Mary Jane and Peter, which you know, as I established, is my least favorite thing in this trilogy. Yeah, and um, even like I thought, I thought it was so weird how like the 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 scene where they go to the. Um, the, the the jazz bar is like <laughs> it's the yeah. first time it's the first time you ever see Peter and Gwen together like yeah they kiss earlier but she doesn't know that he's Spider-Man where did they meet how what why what is going on like well, there's no explanation to that well it, it was established that they you know they're oh, they were yeah, uh, right. lab partners N so, never mind I forgot like, about they, that yeah but um it's alright yeah but like the I guess the thing, the, the the Gwen part that makes me the most angry is the fact that uh, they 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 kiss at the festival. It makes no sense. And yeah. Only serves like just a plot. In terms of character, yeah. It makes no sense. It is I so. Think, like. Oh my god. The best explanation I can give it is it just shows how like kind of cocky Peter has become as uh, a Spider-Man and how confident he's become. <laughs> They're just like, oh, let's kiss. <laughs> I don't know, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah. like, how did it he, is, how it did is he weird. not think that wasn't gonna backfire? <laughs> yeah, 
No, uh, I think that's even as a kid, I thought that was weird. Yeah, uh, yeah. But no, yeah. Obviously, like th- those are the two main things. Like Venom and Gwen are the two characters that like have no purpose being there and should just like have never been in the movie in the first place. Yeah, like I think, hmm. I think getting to the end, I think Harry's inclusion in the fight, I think Sandman, I think that's all really good i just wish it had a mm-hmm. different introduction i wish it had a different build-up i wish yeah. we got to that ending differently because i think it works mm-hmm. and i think you know, obviously sam raimi knows it works yeah um, but you know i i just think it's this movie is one of the best examples of studio meddling kind of going way too far <laughs> um yeah, but you know, as as a kid, I ate it up. Uh, mm-hmm. Black Spider Man symbiote Venom was like I remember I was I was that for Halloween one year. I had like Same. toys of that, dude. I yeah. loved Spider Man three when I was a kid. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think like uh, Spider Man in general, but especially at the time that the the film came out, like uh, the Black Spider Man suit was a very popular Halloween costume. It was, it was. Yeah. I think I, I went, I went as that that year. That was some. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm pretty sure, like, me and my brothers were, were all Spider-Man that year. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me and my, like, yeah, me and my, me and mm-hmm. my brother were, uh, were, I was, I was black suit Spider-Man. He was a regular Spider-Man. That was like our. <laughs> That right. was like our big toy thing for a while, as we would get like those mm. toys. <laughs> I, rem- I remember, like my I, I, one of my brother was white and too specifically Sandman, and like it was <laughs> he, it was his favorite character, and he had That's like awesome. toys of him. I remember, like I remember as a kid, I had so many Spider-Man toys. That was so cool. Like yeah, that that's really cool. <laughs> like those movies. It's like the more I think about it, it's more like I, it's crazy how important those movies were in my childhood. Like, yeah, I I don't even think about it, but like the more I remember, like I had, I had the Spider-Man three DS game, that rocked. Um, oh, dude, I had the Game Boy Advance game. That one sucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I, I, that's just a, a random stuff. I remember I had like. I remember I had the Spider-Man 3 game on so many different systems. Like, I had it on Game Boy Advance. was like, was a, a shitty 2D game because Game Boy Advance. Mm. Uh, but I also yeah. had, I, I had, like, the main game on, like, Wii, uh, Xbox. I even had it on PC for some reason. I remember I, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I should try to play it on stream. <laughs> that would be funny. That would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, and I'm, I'm sure like if anyone watches like, like they were born around like, you know, the early 2000s and like nineties, like they're, all, they're also going to have the same like experience with the trilogies we had. Mm-hmm. It's really like, yeah, I, I was that, just, yeah. it, it's funny you mentioned that. Cause I was mm-hmm. talking to one of my friends earlier today and I was telling him that we were going to record this episode Right. And he's like, well, don't don't trash on Spider Man three too hard. I'm like, I, I, was like <laughs> I was like, I don't think I, I was like, I don't think I will. Uh, and he basically, you know, said everything that we did. So it's like, it's it's so right. crazy that everybody else has like the same like idea. Like, yeah, you know, 
this is this is the the movie, but we all had the same kind of impact from it because it was just so it was so big because yeah. it was before it was massive. It was before it was before the MCU, like before yeah, sp- before superhero movies were like pretty Mainstream, big in our yeah. culture. We had these movies that were so huge and so you know influential, yeah. and it's just. It's just so interesting to see how everything's changed with with mm-hmm. the idea of a superhero movie. And I think yeah. that's a really good reflection even on a you know No Way Home which we talked about last episode mm-hmm. was just like yeah how how much these characters have evolved into that. But so, you the, know, yeah th- th- that's something that I saw like that's something that I saw with the whole internet reaction of No Way Home just how much like how much love there was for, especially for Tobey Maguire and Willem Dafoe, but mm. just everyone else who worked on the trilogy. Like, just just if you look at the amount of memes that, like, have been, like, that have arrived from the trilogy <laughs> in the recent weeks. Like, the whole Bully <laughs> Maguire thing, which I adore. Oh, I love it so much. No, it's, it's so funny. No, Okay, Symbiote Peter has yeah. some of my favorite lines in this entire trilogy. Like two, two that I'll point out. Oh, two that I'll point yeah, out right yeah, now yeah. is uh, is when um Eddie, like or like Eddie runs up to him as Spider Man, like before he jumps into like the sewer <laughs> to fight or the 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 subway to fight Sandman. Uh, Spider Man like webs his camera, like throws it at a wall, and just goes, "See a chump," and then jumps into the, <laughs> the sewer. Yeah, and it's like the funniest thing. But also, there's so the good. part where yeah. um. This part where he's like he's first swinging around as a symbiote venom and or symbiote oh, Spider Man right. and he he perches on like a or like he he sticks to this like uh this like ceiling or like this uh uh roof and he like takes off the mask and looks at it and just goes this is something else I love the way he says that yeah. <laughs> I thought you were gonna mention uh, one of my one of my favorite lines, which which is when he sees like the the article that was made from the picture that Eddie took of the black suit, and he just sees it and he says, "I'm gonna put some dirt in your eye," which is <laughs> yes, I love it so much. I forgot he said that. It's put some oh, dirt in your eye, and also like you gotta appreciate how like. The, the whole hype that came out of knowing home and the new love that people gave to with the Spider-Man trilogy kind of like single-handedly brought back YouTube poops to the dead like from the dead <laughs> and uh, every, yeah. it's the, the, like it's funny how some people are so good at like editing videos and they spend their talent on making like stupid bully, bully Maguire YouTube poops, and I love them so much. Uh, it's so, <laughs> and it's like there's one, there's one that I that I think is so funny, which is uh, Bully Maguire goes to Family Feud, and he just <laughs> starts that one, but he just starts like beating the shit out of Steve Harvey, and it's like first <laughs> of all, first of all, really funny. Second of all, weirdly well made. And it's like I love I love stuff like that. Oh my god, I love it so much. This is why this is why the internet was created. Like this is why we're here. <laughs> I agree. I agree completely. Yeah. Um. But uh. That's I think I said everything I had to say about like 
Spider-Man 3 specifically, but I guess to get into um, just overall discussion on the trilogy, um, mm-hmm. I think I think it's, while some moments <laughs> and some parts have not, like, you know, aged to perfection, I think it is still a really entertaining trilogy of movies that oh, you know, yeah. has its has its has its down moments but also has its like legitimately great moments and I think it served as the foundation mm-hmm. for a lot of the superhero movies we see nowadays. Um, right. But I think it's I think it's it's great stuff and you know to add on to just all the legitimately great moments, even some of the bad moments you can find you know an insane amount yeah. of humor in. Like they're just they're just so funny. <laughs> even if you don't yeah. even if you don't like it it's, legitimately there are just funny moments <laughs> yeah it's um, like just in general like the entire trilogy is like they're some of the most entertaining movies i've ever seen <laughs> it's like you cannot watch the i feel like you can't watch those movies and not have a great time whether or not you generally oh, yeah. you you ironically or unironically love them like mm-hmm so great <laughs> um and the other thing i wanted to mention in terms of overall trilogy things is uh you know obviously there's oh hang on i feel i, I feel embarrassed because i don't oh no i don't remember hang on jk simmons jk simmons mm-hmm. as j jonah jameson is Probably the most definitively iconic thing of this trilogy. There, oh my God. even 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 Marvel knew it, and that's why they recast oh, yeah. him oh, yeah. as the same guy in their in yeah. their trilogy. I think it's it's the perfect it's the perfect casting that I think like it's one of the most perfect castings that's ever happened. Like he plays the mm-hmm. part amazingly. His all of his lines sound like they were like like made perfectly like there's just so much there's just so much perfection yeah. in how J. Jonah Jameson it's, is done in this trilogy he's just so good like he's actually <laughs> he's actually perfect mhm like he's a it's, phenomenal actor anyway but oh like yeah. The, yeah, this trilogy general. like this trilogy like brings it to a whole new level <laughs> mhm it's my personal favorite scene of uh, J.K. Simmons in the trilogy is in Spider-Man 3 when he's got, like, just the mountain of pills he has to take in front of him. And he's, like, <laughs> he's got his, uh, uh, the his like, assistant who keeps, like, uh, pressing a buzzer to, like, alert him. And, he, like, the, the whole desk starts, starts to shake. <laughs> and it's just so, like, he, he wants to, like obviously like he takes like anger management pills and everything and it's like he, he tries to stay calm and it's just so difficult to do so because just so and un- what's happening around him is so annoying and it's it's like he's, he's about to start screaming but it's like your wife said you have to manage your anger All right. continue he's just it feels so out of like character to see him so calm and so like not screaming at people and it's so funny he, he has such like I think a couple, two specifically of my favorite lines of his is, uh, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't remember what it was, but he said like Peter offers like a higher price. I think it was in Spider-Man yeah. three, uh, where he offered, or like you know he offers him for it's like a hundred dollars, and then Peter offers like a much higher price than that, and he goes, 
That's outrageous. Done. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. That was in Spider-Man was, Two. Yeah, when, when he Spider-Man has to go yeah. to the, uh, the 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 thing with the sun. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It's outrageous. Done. <laughs> yeah. My other my other favorite line from him that I just remembered today was uh was when um Peter's talking to him about uh how much he bashes Spider-Man. He's like that's slander. And he, and he went, and Joe Jameson's, like, actually offended. He's like, no, no, slander is, written, slander is spoken. Written is liable. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> oh! It's, like, so there's, perfect. No, I, I forgot, like, what might be actually his best scene as uh, JJJ, which is when he puts on the Spider-Man suit. Oh, my God, And every, yeah. everyone's just, like, looking out the window, kind of judging him. And it's like, <laughs> it's like it's doing funny all those how, sound effects. Oh yeah, yeah. And so I, th- I think it's genius how like he finally starts to be like, I, I'm, I feel so bad doing that, like because Spider-Man actually was a hero. And then uh, Spider-Man yeah. comes back in Celia's suit. And he's like, he's a thief. He's a menace. <laughs> <laughs> and just how. How quickly he switches back to, to like, thinking Spider-Man is, is the bad guy. I love him so much. <laughs> he's a thief! Yeah, he's incredible. Oh, I love it. And also, just in terms of, like, appearance, he's probably the most comic-accurate character in the entire oh, yeah. trilogy. Uh, yeah, no, he, he really was just the perfect cast. And it's like, honestly, I feel one of the reasons why... He was cast. Uh, he was asked to, to come back for uh, the MCU. Is first of all, he was like the, the best choice. But second of all, I feel like if they had chosen someone else, uh, Marvel and that new actor would have gotten like so much hate because they would have been like, "Oh, why didn't you? Why didn't you pick uh, J.K. Simmons?" And uh, honestly, just for that, I think like that really was the the best solution for them. Um, <laughs> Which is kind of unfortunate, but yeah, I, mean, I think how, it more or yeah. less would it, it it more or less would have been just the thing like oh you know I understand that you have to recast mm-hmm. people but just you know it just it, it wouldn't have felt right right oh it's yeah just, there's it in my mind there's no J Jonah Jameson without either J K Simmons or a guy who yeah. sounds like J K Simmons <laughs> <laughs> yeah like in the in like in the P S four game yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, no, just in my great. mind, there's no, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I'll always remember when I was in theaters, uh, watching Far From Home, and uh, and I, we just got to the end credit oh scenes. And it's like, first yeah. of all, the whole like uh, Mysterio reveals uh, Peter Parker's identity, and second of all, the whole well, for, for J.K. Simmons coming back, and it was just me and my brother in the theater going like, whoa. Holy yeah. shit, he's back! Like I am usually the quietest person in a the theater. Like I don't, I don't like <laughs> talking to people or anything. But I remember so vividly when J.K. Simmons came on the screen, I screamed. I was like, "Yes, yes!" <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like, well, it's like I'm, I'm the same thing where I, uh, I'm very quiet in theaters. But I notice it. I'm very quiet, except when it comes to watching a Spider-Man movie, because when I watch a Spider-Man movie, it's always, <laughs> like, everyone going crazy, especially for No Way Home. Like, oh, when, yeah. whenever there was, like, uh, 
especially with the scene with uh, Toby and Andrew, but also the scene where Daredevil arrives, which is just like yeah, everyone going crazy. <laughs> it's, honestly, honestly, I will say Spider-Man No Way Home was my favorite experience in theaters of the entire year. Like mm-hmm. it, it was just so much fun. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's yeah. That's all I had for like overall discussion. I think I kind of touched on everything that I wanted to say. If you had any other notes, hmm. Um, hold on. Let me just look at my notes. Uh, I think I said pretty much all I had to say. Well, all right. Um, yeah. That was our uh, discussion on the uh, on the Sam Raimi Spider Man trilogy and. Uh, yeah. I uh, I'm actually I'm actually very surprised uh, about the fact that uh, it, <laughs> I guess that it uh, that it reached, uh, the length that it is because currently my recording's at an hour and thirty six minutes, um, so we you know we, we got a lot yeah. out of it which, <laughs> which I wasn't surprised. Yeah, I'm not surprised about it, but um, yeah. we also have a lot of other stuff to talk about. Oh yeah, uh, more specifically, oh, yeah. more specifically since this is our our last or our, our first our our first you know video or our first podcast of the new year um mm-hmm. i think it's you know since this was going to be our you know originally our year end uh episode we were going to talk about our year with movies and more specifically yep. our you know our top 10 and even if even if you want to i was i was kind of thinking we might want to talk about uh, our uh, our bottom 5 movies or if you did if you don't have any well, that's fine yeah, I I about it's it's more that I haven't seen enough movie to have like a top ten and a bottom five. Mm, uh, okay, but I could talk in general about like. Uh, also, I don't. I feel like I haven't seen a single movie this year that I was like actually bad. I know you have. You've talked about those on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it's true, I have. I have. I, I know. I know what's your bot like your uh, number one least favorite film of the year. I I'm pretty oh, sure I know do. which one it is. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> But, um, um, yeah, so should we just talk about, like, first of all, first of all, I have an idea. Uh, in general, what did you think of this year in terms of movies? Um, I think it was a year of a lot of, a lot of, like, returns that I was happy with. Like, like, directors Mm -hmm. returning, like, Wes Anderson, franchise, or, like, you know, franchises returning, like, Spider-Man, uh, Mm mm-hmm. Um, specific people returning like Bo Burnham, uh, I guess yeah, mm-hmm. other franchises like Evangelion. There's just a lot, a lot more of people coming back yeah. and, you know, either releasing, you know, something great or releasing something not so great but with some good moments. You know, that was that was this right. year, but it was also a year of like, um, there were a lot. I don't know, a lot of, in my opinion, mediocre movies this year. Uh, in the sure. fact that there's, I I think like maybe fifteen movies I saw that I just thought were like very very mid, but mm-hmm. um, I I think overall it was a good year. <laughs> Definitely not yeah. bad or anything. Well, what 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 I think of this year is if it feels like we got a lot of like especially if we compare the year to twenty twenty, which honestly I thought. I thought 2020 was a very bad year in terms of movie life. It was. Especially no, it if was. you look 
especially if you look at the Oscar like selection, there was oh, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> there was nothing, and then, like that's one of the reasons why I'm excited about this year's Oscar. Is there's going to be so much more stuff like there's last really year's only like there's really only like four standouts from 2021, at least in my opinion. There was like yeah, there was uh, Minari, uh, mm. the, the the Chloe Zhao film. I forgot the name. Nomadland. Uh, no, Nomadland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess in terms of like great movies, I think I only saw like two movies that like I right. really think are fantastic, which is uh you know which is Pixar's uh, Soul, and I mm-hmm. recently watched uh, I'm Thinking of Ending Things by Charlie Kaufman, mm. uh, which I really loved. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like other than that, 2020 was very lackluster. But I think this this year made up for it with a lot of like. A lot of good. A lot of good came out of this year. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, do you want to get into your top ten? Sure. Um. So, again, I'm just going to say... I'm going to say two things. First of all, uh, I have, I've seen a total of, I think, 12 movies uh, that came out this year. Uh, so, my top ten is, like most of the film that I saw and I'm sure that there's a couple of film that I put in my top 10 that if I had seen other movies they wouldn't be in it uh, mm-hmm. and you can definitely see that with my uh, number 10 but I'll get to that later but the other thing I want to <laughs> say is that this this top 10 is going to be extremely biased because there's a lot there were a lot of movies made by or with people that I just like cannot you cannot ever feel anything for them that isn't love. Uh, but again, <laughs> I'll get to that la- to that later. Uh, but so no- number ten is Spider Man No Way Home. Uh, really? Just yeah, because uh, right, I'm just gonna say the uh, the films that I've seen that aren't on this list are Shang Chi, uh, Suicide Squad, and Bad Trip by well, with Eric Andre, and um, mm-hmm. so. Those the the films in the list are all the other films that I've seen. So number ten, Spider Man Way Home, just because I needed a number ten and I had so much fun watching it in theaters. Uh, but I mean, I'm just gonna skip it because we've, we've already talked enough about Spider Man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Num- number nine, number nine is actually a film that I saw two days ago because it's on Netflix. But it's mm. uh, The Lost Daughter with Olivia Colman, directed by. Uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, which is her directorial de- uh, debut, um, oh, okay. and that's uh, the first example of me being biased because Olivia Colman is my favorite actress of of all time. I adore really? her so much. I've I just have this rule, this stupid rule in my head that like nothing she makes can be under four star. Uh, which, to be fair, is true mainly by the fact that she's made a lot of very good films. And this is actually one of them. Like, it's very... Um, so, it's a, mo- it's a movie about a mother who goes to a vacation, uh, like, to the beach alone. And she, she meets, like, this group of, like, you know, this big family who kind of reminds her of her, like... Um, her secret past and uh, the stuff that she wouldn't want to remember and that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of flashbacks between 
her vocation and when she was like younger and her her kids were like you know young uh like seven and eight mm. um and i think it's a very honestly i think it's a very good film uh i saw a review that i think kind of sums it up that i think is very really funny uh this scene uh, this film does to kids what uh jaws did to sharks which is i really <laughs> finished this movie thinking like yep i'm never having kids in my life that would suck really okay yeah I'm putting that on my it's ra- which I'm putting that on my radar then oh yeah yeah uh, which i the funny thing is like olivia coleman's character in this film has uh two daughters and i was curious i googled i looked it up and maggie gyllenhaal has two daughters so i definitely think there's a like, kind of like a uh, <laughs> like an autobiographical <laughs> part to it. Uh, um, it's like how well, it's, like, it's like how David Lynch made a racer head <laughs> while he was having his own baby. It's like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, that's ki- fantastic. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, this this movie has nothing to do with the eraser head, but well, yeah. of course not. No, of yeah, course, yeah. <laughs> it would be weird. Um. But Oliva Coleman's really good in this uh, movie. Obviously, she's. I'm used to seeing her like making big uh, performances, like in the the favorite, which is my favorite performance from her. She she's mm-hmm. very like you know, she. You cannot watch her in a scene and not notice her. She's unnoticeable. She's so big, like her role oh, yeah. is so no. big. When I like, mm-hmm. I saw the uh, the favorite a couple of years back when it came out, and uh, I mm-hmm. I don't remember being like too crazy about the movie, but I remember her performance was a huge standout. Yeah. I, I oh yeah. Being, like really, really captivated by that. Mm-hmm. And uh, but in this movie, it's obviously she's amazing, but it's more it's a very much more subtle performance, which I really like, and it's. Uh... I don't know. It's just honestly, it's a really good movie, and I'm very happy that uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal was able to do such a good film for her first movie. Mm. Um, so number eight is uh, Last Night in Soho uh, by Edgar okay. Wright, which is another bias because Edgar Wright is my favorite director. Uh, right, and so. I, I'll be honest. I was a bit disappointed by it, uh, mostly because I was very looking forward for this movie, and there are some parts that I didn't quite like. But in general, uh, I do think some like uh, I I do feel like I like it more than the general public, and I don't know. I feel like some people went into this film not expecting it to be what it was, and they were kind of disappointed by it, which to some extent, like fair enough. But I mean, yeah. We we've already talked about this movie before on the podcast, so I'm not gonna talk. I'm not gonna get too much into it, but mm-hmm. uh, I you know I really liked it. Uh, it's not my favorite film from Edgar Wright, and I feel I feel like more than anything, this film was just him trying something new. Uh, mm-hmm. And really, what I want from this movie is just I just want him to make more horror films and just like, cause I know he's a massive horror film fan and I really would love it if he could like turn his career entirely from a, a like comedy career to a uh, horror career. Kind of like what Jordan Peele did right. to some extent. Um, I definitely, I definitely think, um, I don't know if I would want him to make the shift completely, but I definitely think that I would, right. I would love to see him experiment more and get more into mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I would love to he- see him come back with 
you know, a horror movie that does a better job than Last Night in Soho. Not to say that it's you right. know, a bad job entirely, but no. it definitely could be expanded upon, I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I saw a lot of people, yeah. I, I yeah, saw yeah, a lot of people complaining that the movie was, uh, I'm not sure what's the word, but like, you know, it didn't go far enough. I could say it a bit too much on the surface. Um, so I, I hope that his in his next movies, he's going to get to go uh, deeper. Um, yeah, I'd love to see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, number seven. Uh, that's pretty funny. And it's an, because it's another Edgar Wright film. Uh, it, yeah. it is the Sparks Brothers, which is a documentary about the the the, the pop duo Sparks, which is a, a band that was uh, mostly popular during the seventies, eighties, and it's generally um, generally thought to be like the way Smart it is. It's your favorite band's favorite band, uh, <laughs> which is honestly, as you see in the documentary, is pretty accurate because you see so many like massive like celebrities and uh musicians are like oh yeah we we were so influenced by um by sparks i mean the the only one that i remember is flea from red hot chili pepper but i know there was a lot more uh Mm -hmm. there was weird al um yeah a a bunch a bunch of people and like honestly the i thought this documentary was very interesting because it's like that's it really felt like it was made by a guy who really liked this band and who he thought wasn't famous enough so he thought i'm gonna try to to show them to as many people as possible and try to introduce them and make them like them and um honestly it's really cool because you get into the movie like not knowing anything about about them and you get out knowing their entire career which i really liked (laughs) um but yeah in general like in general, that was a, a very good documentary, and I uh, really liked it. Um, that's kind of all I had to say about this one. Next, number six is The Mitchells versus The Machines. Mm. Um, so, that, obviously, the new uh, film produced by um, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who are just like... I, I really love them, and this movie is... Uh, it's like some, some of the best things that have come out of Sony Animation... Like um, like Spider Man No Way Home and that kind of stuff, and uh, mm. I'm pretty sure we've already talked about that one on a previous episode. I think we might have mentioned it, but I have not seen it yet. So yeah. we didn't. We definitely didn't do like oh. in depth discussion. Um, oh, I thought you'd seen it. Oh. No, no, but we. I, I believe we talked about it. It was. It was probably well, when we were discussing, yeah. uh, you know, Lord and Miller before. Right, right, right. Well, I, I don't really have that much to say because I feel like everything's already be, been said so much on Twitter. But I do have something that I need to mention, which is I don't know if you saw that, but well, so the main character, uh, Katie Mitchell, in the movie, she's a massive like she's shown as a massive movie buff, and the. The, the the movie basically is uh her and her family going to a on a road trip to her to her college and um really okay yeah and there's even some easter eggs like you can see on her bookshelf she's got some criterions which i thought was really neat <laughs> that's and awesome what's really cool and i really love is how um i don't know who did that but someone who works for who worked on the film made a letterboxed account for Katie Mitchell. 
Yeah, I saw that earlier this and week. And so... I looked it up, and she's got a list of the her top 50 greatest films, which is one of the most fascinating top 50 favorite movie lists I've ever seen. First of all, I have to say, she's got great taste. Like, there's a lot of really good movies <laughs> on there. Uh, but what I really find funny is how she goes from Magnolia to the SpongeBob SquarePants movie to Bicycle Thieves. <laughs> which is just like, That's... What? <laughs> that's quite the list yeah uh but i do appreciate how her number three is harold and, and maude i really like that oh, that's um great. her her favorite movie uh the socials that her favorite movie is portrait of a lady on fire and considering the fact that she's uh canonically a lesbian just makes so much sense because <laughs> like I haven't I haven't seen Portrait of a Lady of a Lady on Fire, but from what I've heard, is like the lesbian movie. So I mean, that's yeah, that's really that's good. What, that's and, what I've heard as well. Yeah, uh, but just in general, like this is the, the greatest like marketing thing I've seen from a movie in a very long time. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for number six. Um, number five is uh, the French Dispatch. Uh, which I'm not going to talk too much because I imagine that you uh, also have it in your top 10. And uh, Guess correctly. Aha! <laughs> aha! Uh, <laughs> that's also another well. film that we've uh, th- that we've talked about on the podcast. And uh, I, I've said before that I, like, I really like it, but it's not... I was a tiny, tiny bit disappointed by it. Uh, it's not my favorite from Wes Anderson, but I do think it's one of his... It's like... It's kind of like Wes Anderson at the top of his uh, of his form, and like the, you know, he at the point where he knows his style the best. That's what I want to say. Yeah. Um. And I will say I am very excited about his next film, which we only the only thing we know about is that like we know some of the cast members and we know the title, which I forgot, but I know sounds really cool. It's like yeah. Planet something. Um. But yeah, uh, so French Dispatch obviously had to put the the Wes Anderson film in my list because like, of course, uh, of course. Um, but number four is really like the, my top four is like the four films that that I that I really 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 like this year. Mm. So number four, number four is Titan, uh, mm. which uh, I actually have seen. Uh, so th- this movie is the second film by French director uh, Julius Gourneau, who is a like honestly, I'm just in two films like she really made a name for herself and it's her second film. She's al- already won the Palme d'Or, which is crazy. And I yeah. this week I actually saw her first film, um, which was honestly like Titan is my number four. I think Raw is better than Titan. Just just to show. Oh, like, okay. Per- I'll need, to watch, you, I'll, yeah. I'll need to watch Raw pretty soon. Honestly, like, I'm sure you'll love it. It's really good. Mm. Uh, it's very very weird. There are some very disturbing parts, which is, like, what I expect good, from good, that kind good. of movie. Yeah. Good. <laughs> it was really good. I like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, number three is Dune. Because it just, like, it had to be in there. Um, when I came out of it, I thought it was gonna it was going to be my number one movie of the year. Um, 
that's again obviously another bias because Denis Villeneuve being from Quebec and me being from Quebec just like <laughs> I you know it's I I love him because he gen- he's genuinely good but I also love him because I really want to love him I I know that for a fact but still Dune is an amazing movie I had such a good time watching it I understand why some people wouldn't like it but I loved it I had like I saw it in IMAX and I so glad I I'm so glad I did because holy fuck that was one hell of an experience <laughs> um my number two I'm not gonna spend too much time talking about it because we spent so much time talking about it before the podcast it's Bo Burnham's inside mm-hmm uh, so I'm just gonna stop there because, like, we've said everything yeah, there was which, to yeah, say. Which, which, if you want to go watch our episode on, yep, it's, you know, <laughs> we have an yeah, entire bit. We've got an entire, entire episode. <laughs> yeah, entire hour <laughs> where we talk about that. <laughs> um. So. Yep, yeah, and uh, so number one, I've mentioned it uh, before, and uh, honestly, he kind of keeps, he kind of keeps switching between this one and inside but i kind of feel like yeah this is my favorite film of the year it's Lynn manuel miranda's tick tick boom mm, uh, okay that was a massive surprise so that's another uh uh directorial debut from uh, Lynn manuel miranda who i, I was kind of nervous about this movie because i thought you know like yeah he's made hamilton he's made some very good musical but is he really gonna be able to like, he's good on stage. Is he going to be able to be good on screen? The answer is mm. yes. Um, <laughs> and it's, you know, I love musical theater. Um, I love Andrew Garfield. I love Lin-Manuel Miranda. And in general, this movie was just so much fun. And I feel as someone who aspires to, to, to become, like, you know, a director, just just someone who wants to become, like, a living, like, to, 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 to live from art and from cinema and that kind of stuff just like kind of, kind of hit close to home because it's about a this movie is about a um it's about jonathan larson who's the the, the guy who's mostly known for making the musical rant uh but this is him like years before that when he was um uh 30 years old and he'd been working for like the past eight years on a, on a musical that and he was struggling to to make it like on broadway and everything and uh honestly i feel like the main reason why i like this one so much is just because i like i relate so much to jonathan larson and uh i also just like any musical the soundtrack is really 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 good um and yeah no i just loved it uh yeah that's kind of all i had to say about this one hmm well all right I guess mm-hmm. that means so, uh, we'll get into we'll get into my top ten. Um, all right, and I guess I wanna I wanna say this because I I wanna admit that I think that this list is going to change a lot in the future because I still haven't seen yeah. like I still haven't seen like Annette Tick 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 Boom House of Gucci uh, mm-hmm. like uh, Sparks Brothers Pig uh, Tragedy of Macbeth and obviously now I have like Lost Daughter on my radar yeah. so there's you know there's a there's a lot i still need to see from this year yeah. but for now for now this is my top 10 and i i worked on this a bit uh this morning to make sure that i could stand behind it 
Um, so, right. so number number ten is a uh, is a uh, The Green Knight, uh, directed by David oh. Lowry, which uh, right. I think is I think is a good movie. I think it's uh, it's very much like what would the it's it's probably like the most modern interpretation of a fairy tale that I've seen. Like it makes me remember movies that I would watch as a as a kid not in the same way of like you know it's a it's a kid's movie because it isn't uh but in the way of like it just feels so right um it has that fairy tale quality and i think it's i think it's really good and i i'm really excited to rewatch it because i know it'll just grow on me probably next time i see it it's also obviously a very pretty movie um but number nine uh, is a movie i actually was able to go out and see last night uh and that is Paul Thomas Anderson's Licorice Pizza. Um, well, oh. I don't think it's. I don't think it's amazing. Um, it's not. It's not my favorite Paul Thomas Anderson movie. I think it is good. Um, it's a lot that I, you know, I liked. I liked the the two main uh, characters, Gary and Alana, played by Alana Haim and uh, Cooper Hoffman. Um, I thought it was just really good. It had a lot of good scenes and a lot of good ideas. Um, I probably want to watch it again so I could get like a better, better grasp on it. But it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and number eight is a uh, is a uh, the new or I guess it wouldn't be the new one because he had two movies this year. Uh, Ridley Scott movie, uh, The Last Duel, uh, <laughs> with uh, all right with, uh, with Matt Damon, Adam Driver, and uh, Joey Jody Comer, um, which I thought was very surprising because this movie looked yeah. uh, boring as sin from the trailers oh yeah I, I, yeah i remember uh, watching the theater and thinking like oh this is gonna be boring yeah but i was i was very surprised when i went to go see it and i actually enjoyed myself i don't think it's it's mm-hmm. like I, I think if i was to see it again maybe it might lower a little bit in the ranks it right. might change i don't know uh but i, I mean, enjoy from, it from what i've heard it's the best really really scott film that he made this year mm. uh like ever, I, I heard that it's better than House of Gucci. Mm, I haven't seen it yet, so I, mean, I can't. Uh, right. Can't give an input. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, number seven is a uh, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Whoa, really? I, yeah, I had a lot of fun with this movie. I mean, I honestly, same. Yeah, I think it's really. I think it's just really well done. It's probably like the best formulaic MCU movie we've had in a while. Um, mm-hmm. I love uh, I love Simu Liu as uh, Shang Chi or Shang Chi. I love Tony Leung, obviously Tony Leung. He's amazing. Oh, yeah. Aquafina out here giving a great performance. Oh, she was great. Yeah, the only thing uh, I w- would say is not great is the CG is a little much at points, but it's fine. Um, number mm. six is uh, a movie that you mentioned, Titan. Ah. I really, really enjoyed it, and I all can't right. wait to watch it again. Uh-huh. Uh huh. about. That's really all I had to say. I just really like it. Mm-hmm. Number five is uh, Spider Man: No Way Home. Uh, hmm. uh, you know, coming forth or coming forward is like obviously the best uh, Marvel thing that they did this year. I think, uh, even including yeah. like TV shows. Um, we've talked. We've talked Spider-Man to death in the last two episodes, so 
there's not really much oh, else yeah. I have to oh, say yeah. about it. So, you know, people who watched the last episode, they know why I like it. Um, mm-hmm. But now we're getting into the uh, the top four, uh, which I will All say right. something about, about this list. I am glad. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit worried that our lists were going to be kind of samey, but I'm kind of glad that they yeah. weren't. I'm kind of glad that we had some variation. Yeah. But uh, the top four are movies that, like you, are, are the movies that like I really, really liked, like that I love, that I would mm-hmm. buy on that, that I would buy on Blu-ray if I were given the chance, or like right. that I would uh, proudly be like, this is a good movie. Uh, so number four is <laughs> Wes Anderson's French Dispatch. Uh, like you mentioned, Obviously. it is like like you mentioned, it is not nearly his best movie, but uh, being the least best Wes Anderson movie is still a really good thing. Um, I, I still don't think it's his, you know, my least favorite from his, but yeah, uh, it's still a good movie. And I think uh, I, 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 I would probably argue and say that it was my favorite theater experience of the year, which I mean, it's, it's the second time I've seen a Wes Anderson film in theaters. Uh, the last time was Isle of Dogs. Um, but uh, I I really I really did enjoy my opera, be, or being able to see this one. Uh, mm-hmm. But number three is uh, is the new Pablo Lorraine movie Spencer with with uh, Kristen Stewart as uh, Princess Diana. Ah. Uh, and I think it is such a mm-hmm. just such a powerhouse of a movie. Like I am so jazzed to see this again. And if she doesn't win Best Actress, I might be angry. <laughs> yeah um number two is uh i was kind of okay so i would probably say two and three might switch in the future but with how much i love number two i don't know what's going i don't know that that's gonna happen uh number two is right. evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 uh <laughs> thrice upon a time right. obviously <laughs> i believe i yeah mentioned... that doesn't really surprise me Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was about to say, I believe I mentioned this before on the podcast, but I'm a massive Evangelion fan, uh, and I've been waiting for this yeah. movie ever since I watched the original series, and it was uh, it was everything I could have wanted. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, um, number one should come as a surprise to no one is Bo Burnham's Inside. <laughs> <laughs> we, we talked yeah. about that, obviously, so, you right. know. <laughs> I mean, you know. It's Paul Burnham, yeah. so of course. It's Paul Burnham, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that was my top ten. Uh, yeah. And I'm almost equally as excited to talk about my least favorite movies of the year. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, right. Yeah. Please, which, uh, please tell okay. me. <laughs> so I would like to get out of the way uh, two honorable mentions uh, with... Uh, a very recent Netflix film. Honorable uh, mentions for look... uh, for good for good films or bad films. Oh, oh no! Uh, honorable mentions for worst. If we're talking, okay. Well, oh, actually, right. let me. I'll, I'll I'll do I'll do um honorable mentions for right. good too. Um, right. Honorable mentions for good. Uh, I'll give I'll give five because there there were some good ones. Uh, we have a uh, suicide the the Suicide Squad, uh, No Time to Die, Dune, A twenty four's Lamb. And uh, a film done by a YouTuber, uh, Joel Haver, uh, called a, smash, a Simple Smash and Bash Job Gone Wrong, which was a film hmm. shot entirely on Discord uh, 
during the 2021 Oscars. So it's completely done uh, improvisationally. Hmm. Uh, all the actors are th- are through Discord screens. It's it's silly, but it's a f- it, it was fun. Um, I don't think it's anywhere close to being in the top ten, but I I just I felt I should mention it because I like I like Joel a lot, and I think right. it's I think it was a really fun time. Uh, but now to get into the honorable mentions for the worst, I'll just give I'll give two because these movies yeah. damn near could have made it. Uh, we have a. Uh, Mm-hmm. We have the new uh, Adam McKay film on Netflix, Don't Look Up, uh, which was mm. uh, just such a such a mess of a movie with really bad performances almost completely across the board with the only one uh, that didn't make me want to pull my brain out of my skull being Leonardo DiCaprio because he's you know great. Um, and the worst yeah. one probably being Mark Rylance as a tech CEO. I won't get into it, but I'm sure if anybody who else has seen the movie probably knows what I'm talking about. Um, can, can I just say I almost I watched the force the, the the first thirty minutes of Don't Look Up. Oh, you did. Uh, and I just I just I just, just kind of got bored, so I didn't really watch it. Uh, I but I didn't I it didn't really seem I, like it it didn't really seem bad it just seemed kind of like it wasn't really interesting so i don't know if it this is because like a lot of stuff happens in the rest of the movie but it, it a lot more stuff happens it's it's I mean, I guess two and so. a half hours it's two and yeah. a half hours of a movie that just continuously unravels itself until it is almost nothing near the end <laughs> <laughs> um right, right with a really baffling i'll say this with a really baffling per uh uh like uh I guess appearance of a uh, Timothy Chalamet in like the last thirty minutes, hmm. like they they advertised him right. as a main character. He's in a lot of the promotional material, but he just kind of mm-hmm. shows up in the end and has about fifteen minutes of screen time. <laughs> huh. So you know it's weird. Uh, that was that was definitely an experience. So okay, um, the uh, the other honorable mention is the new uh, Paul Schrader movie, The Card Counter, uh, mm. with Oscar Isaac. Uh, Timothy, T- Tiffany Haddish and Ty Sheridan. Uh, just overall, it's not it's not a good time. It was really boring. Um, Paul Schrader still continues to be like the most baffling director in all of in all of film because he made mm-hmm. movies like First Reformed and Mishima, uh, but he also made The Card Counter and yeah. Dog Eat Dog. He also wrote Taxi Driver. Like he <laughs> he he's been shown that yeah. he can do good stuff. But he so continuously yeah. doesn't. It's so weird. Have um, have have you seen the Twitter account which is called Pulse Raiders Facebook page? No. What? It's a Facebook. Okay, it's a Facebook account. Uh, it's a Twitter account that shows the best posts that uh, that uh, Pulse Raider writes on Facebook. And there's honestly like there's a lot of like almost shit posts that I really like. <laughs> uh, and. There was one post that I saw recently <laughs> that I really like, which is him like talking about how good um, the lost daughter was, and how like he d- he didn't want to say it, but uh, Maggie Jane Hall managed to make a better movie than him this year. Uh, and I re- honestly, the fact that it was humble enough to say that the lost that's daughter good, is yeah. better than his movie, I really appreciate that. Uh, no, yeah, I appreciate I that's cool. that too. Uh, I'll just I'll read out the uh, the pinned tweet, which is a, a post from Paul uh, on November 9th, twenty sixteen. 
I enter unwashed into a world that disrespects me and despises my values. <laughs> what in the world? Yeah. I love that. All right, so the bottom five of the year, going from uh, least worst to worst. Uh, at number five is Godzilla vs. Kong, directed by Adam Wingard. Um, okay. This movie is extremely nothing. I, I re- Okay, I, I went into this movie not expecting much and left with less than that. Um, the, the main thing I really <laughs> wanted to see... The main, the main thing I really wanted to see was I wanted to see some cool fights uh, between Godzilla and and Kong and, and oh, even right. that was awful. Uh, yeah, they 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 got they got Mecha Godzilla and did nothing with him, uh, and it makes me really <laughs> sad. Oh uh, yeah, right. He was in that film. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just a bit of a waste of a movie. Um, number four. Mm-hmm. Is uh is the new James Wan film *Malignant*, uh, which hmm. was just so so goofy. Uh, yeah. it was it's just very very funny, uh, in all the wrong ways. Um, and I, I and I'm one That's... for like the main the main um I guess defense of this movie I've seen is that it's you know oh it's you know it's a campy horror film. It's like well. You can be campy and be horror, but this movie is more funny than it is like just being a little <laughs> bit goofy. It's it's just Ooh. it's 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 just it's more I laugh more at it than I do, you know, think like, oh, that was that was a legitimately good horror moment. Um I can see where they were going with some things though, so you know, it's not a complete lost cause. Yeah. It's just, you know, not it's just not good. It's uh, one of three, those movies. No? Uh, it's one of those movies that oh, like, yeah. I heard a lot of mixed opinion on Twitter. Mm. Yeah, I have uh, I have a friend who loves it. It's like one of his, right. one of his movies of the year. So it's like mm. it's like wow. It's same thing. It's... Same thing with uh, Don't Look Up. I've heard a lot of people <laughs> say that they hated it. A lot of people like. There's a, a French YouTuber that I uh, watched that he made his own top ten favorite movie list, and Don't Look Up was actually his number one. That's insane. <laughs> That's insane. Honestly, wow. you gotta you gotta appreciate like how much like different opinions you can get from a single movie. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, yeah, but now we're now now we're getting into uh, the actual like like awful awful movies that uh, right. were a chore <laughs> to sit through. Um, and that is a. Uh, <laughs> that is number three. We have Space Jam: A New Legacy. Oh, <laughs> there is. Right. It is I mean... so. There is. I I would argue to say that this is like one of the worst Hollywood produced movies made in a while. Because like, obviously, mm-hmm. obviously, a lot of the movies I just mentioned are 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 Hollywood produced, but not in the same way that this was. This is very much like, right? You know, mm-hmm. like a big, a big, big blockbuster type movie, and it is just yeah. so bad. Like it is there. It's so it's so lazy too. There are several moments in this movie. Like obviously, every movie uses like stock sound effects, but there were moments in this movie where I noticed sound effects that YouTubers use. Like I'm serious, like stuff that I see in YouTube videos. <laughs> Like it's it's so right. so bad, um, and mm. obviously LeBron James coming out here with probably 
if it weren't for another movie on this list, I would say the worst performance of the year. Because <laughs> it is... Obviously, he's not an actor, and that's, you know, you can't fault him right. for, for that. Yeah. But God is just not good. Um, but at number, how, sitting at I'm, number... I'm curious to know... Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know, how does this movie compare to the original? Oh, okay. Um, well, I re- I can actually answer that pretty well, because I, I actually rewatched. I I think I think the day that... It, the day that I was going to watch Space Jam 2, I watched both of them in succession... Uh, so Space Jam One, right? Or I rewatched Space Jam One. Space Jam One is, it is not like as an adult. I guess it hasn't grown up too well with me, because uh, I remember I loved it as a kid. But right. you know, it's it's not too great right now as you know an adult. But at least, at least it's like ninety minutes. You can get through it relatively painlessly. There's some really good <laughs> jokes uh, throughout the movie. Right. Uh, so you know, there's there's moments where I can enjoy it, uh, but Space Jam Two mm-hmm. is two hours long, uh, and features some of the most painful scenes of the entire year. Um, hmm. I remember the only joke that I think I enjoyed was uh, the the so they're losing the game, uh, and LeBron James is like, "All right, I need you guys to go out and get Michael Jordan. We need we need some support out here," uh, and so. Mm-hmm. They like, they do this whole thing where like they have like a uh, like a guy walking in. And it's like, oh my god, he's here! And they like they pan right. they like pan the camera up like the, to oh, almost no. to reveal that it's Michael Jordan, but it ends up being Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> and he's like, "What's up, no. guys? I'm here." It's, no, <laughs> it's like, "What's up, guys? I'm here." No, and they're all like, and, <laughs> and LeBron is just like, "That's not the one I asked for." <laughs> That, oh no! That, that surprisingly got a laugh out of me because I just I I did not expect to see Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> it's the fact that it actually got Michael B. Jordan is pretty funny, but it's yeah, that's it's, a, that, <laughs> that is such an easy pun. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's really easy, but it ends up being probably the funniest thing that happens in the movie, which is really really <laughs> unfortunate to say. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, at number two, <laughs> at number two is uh, Netflix's Netflix's darling, uh, the Kissing Booth three. Oh, uh, I already talked about how much I, mm. how much disdain I have for the Kissing Booth movies, but just how much of a fascination I have with the fact that they uh, exist and have reached the point that they have. Uh, but. Kissing Booth 3 is actually so forgettable that last night I was talking about bad movies that came out last year with my friend, uh, and I neglected to bring up Kissing Booth 3, even though it's one of the worst that I saw. Right. That's just how much I don't remember it. <laughs> so, you know, you, you just, I already, I already talked about how much I, I dislike this one, so I guess it's just... It's time to move on to another movie that we've discussed yeah. and the one that everybody knew was going to be at the all bottom right, of my list. All right. Number one is okay, Dear Evan Hansen. The Yay. second movie. The, the second movie that I've ever seen in my lifetime that I've actually rated a zero out of ten. The other um, one being uh, Slenderman, right? Yes, Slenderman 2016. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's... Uh, 
I've talked about it enough. It's it's bad. It's uh, it has it, it deals with subject matter that it really uh, messes up and drops the ball on. That I I'm I'm pretty sure I've heard that the stage play does much better. Um, yeah. Ben Platt uh, does horrendously as his own character, uh, Evan. Uh, That's such everyone a shame. else. Everyone else does. No one else reaches the same, uh, you know, quite peaks that uh, Ben Platt's Evan Hansen does. But you know, they're they're also not that good. Um, so it's just right. you know, overall, overall not that not that good of a movie. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, that's that's my bottom five, and that's uh, I yeah. I actually I neglected to say how many movies I watched this year. Um, as of today, it was a uh, thirty-seven. <laughs> so That's and I intend to, I, pretty good. I intend I intend to watch at least a few more uh before I kind of eventually I think I'll on my on my main channel I think I'll make like a comprehensive list of like every movie ranked uh that I saw mm. last year but that won't be for a little bit so you know. <laughs> so we're going to make um, like a comprehensive list of every movie ranked. Every movie ever. Every no, be, movie ever <laughs> that'd be insane genuinely genuinely would be impossible like it would take thousands oh, of yeah. years well, yeah it would take i don't think anybody could actually do it i don't think it could work um no but, yeah uh, it's impossible <laughs> it's not a figure of speech it generally is not possible to do that yeah it's just it's just not gonna ever happen but um i guess no. uh i i I wanted to bring up, um, I guess, because I saw during my quarantine and obviously before that, uh, after our recording of the uh, It's a Wonderful Life mm-hmm. episode, I saw like a lot of movies. Like I watched a lot, uh, especially during my quarantine. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess just quickly uh, go through them all. Uh, if you it, <laughs> sure is a, uh, I think I wa- I watched. Uh, I, I started out by watching uh, the movie uh, Why Him uh, with Brian Cranston and James Franco, and it was mm-hmm. just about what you would expect. It's not terrible, but it's also not great. It was a decent yeah. time. Um, All right. I rewatched I rewatched Cronenberg's uh, The Fly, uh, which is oh. one of my favorite one of my favorite body yeah. horror films of all time. It is so good. Yeah, uh, I really have to watch it. Oh yeah, it's so so good. I finally, mm-hmm. uh, I finally got to watching a uh, Kiki's Delivery Service from Studio Ghibli. Uh, nice, directed by Miyazaki, which was just adorable. Um, I already mentioned Don't Look Up, mm-hmm. uh, and I finally, I finally watched Fight Club, directed by David Fincher. <gasps> oh boy! All right, what'd yeah. you think? I like it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't think it, it's it's not good. my favorite David Fincher movie, but it is a good movie. Sure. It's a very very good right. movie. Well, if your favorite David Fincher movie is the the Social Network, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. It is. It is my favorite. All right. Good. Um. <laughs> uh. But you know, I've only I've only seen I think three Fincher movies, and this one's not even the worst mm-hmm. because that would have to go to cure the case of uh, Benjamin Button. <laughs> even even though that's not yeah. really even that bad, it's still no. You know, I mean, leagues. It's still leagues below 
are still leagues behind right. uh, Fight Club and Social Network. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, obviously, I already mentioned uh, I'm thinking of ending things, uh, which actually was the last movie I watched of 2021. Uh, which hmm. rounding out uh, the entire year, I also counted all the short films I watched. That brought my total number of films watched in 2021 to uh, 200, even. Which uh, oh, is, all right. is I think I think that's the most I've ever done. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, um, that's but, more than me. Uh, it's <laughs> which um, I mean, I think I'll I'll try and aim similarly for a sim- like a similar amount of right. uh, uh, movies watched, but. Uh, I guess uh, to start out 2022, I wa- I rewatched the the Raimi trilogy for this episode. Um, I watched right. I watched uh, an actual an Arrow video release of a uh, sailor sailor suit and machine gun. Oh yeah, yeah. Which you, is uh, you, yeah. Which I think you told me about that. Yeah, it's a movie directed by uh, Shinji Somai in the uh, 1980s about a, mm-hmm. a high school girl who inherits a. Uh, Yakuza organization uh, from her father, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. it, and it's just about as goofy as it sounds. Um, All right. I really wish it went a little more over the top with everything because it ended up being just mm. just a tad bit boring. I really wish there was more mach- machine right. gun in Sailor Suit and Machine Gun, uh, but it's a mm-hmm. decent time. Uh, I also mm-hmm. finally watched uh, Menace to Society, directed by the Hughes brothers, uh, which oh. was very very good. Um, mm-hmm. I also, I rewatched, uh, Bottle Rocket with, uh, some of my friends who had mm-hmm. not seen it. Uh, and I watched, so, okay, this one requires a bit of a, a bit of a backstory. So, right. um, about a year ago, my roommate and I went to, uh, went to Walmart, uh, just to get some groceries. And we saw this DVD sitting in the, uh, bargain bin, uh, called Croczilla. Uh, the fact that it was called right. Croczilla, you know, it, it caught our attention. But what caught our attention more was the fact that yeah. it's that it included four bonus movies. It was a small DVD that had five movies on it. Um, what and, a steal! Uh, yeah, what a, what a steal! I mean, obviously the quality is probably not too good. And we watched uh, Croczilla, right. or as it's actually known by its original Chinese name. Uh, million dollar crocodile <laughs> and it's uh obviously not good right. <laughs> but um i just thought it was <laughs> worth mentioning because it has such a strange story behind it um but sure, why I mean, not? I, you know i also watched you know licorice pizza and i rewatched uh the second evangelion movie uh but a standout from the movies that i watched was uh this uh 2019 uh south korean film called uh, extreme job which is a uh is a comedy oh. uh, about uh these uh these uh you know very somewhat incompetent cops that try to take down a drug organization uh by running a chicken shop and it is one of the funniest movies i've seen in a very long time i highly hmm. recommend it to anybody it's on amazon well- it's on youtube uh to rent I think it is. It is I think it is oh, very, wow. very good. All right. Yeah. Well, I am gonna add that to my watch list. It is so good. Yeah. Extreme job. Um, yeah. Those mm-hmm. all the movies I watched during my uh, during the Christmas season and uh, of course uh, my my quarantine. 
which mm-hmm. uh, which to those to those who were wondering, uh, it did my. I, I mentioned that I rewatched or that I watched some of these with friends. Uh, I believe my quarantine ended after I watched Menace to Society. That was when it ended, which was the uh, the fifth. So you know. <laughs> Which, you know, uh, thankfully, uh, COVID did not hit me quite as hard as, like, you know, some other people I know. Um, But I did, uh, you know, I did get, like, the the characteristic loss of uh, smell. For some reason, I kept my taste. Oh. Um, I still, I got my my sense of smell back, which, thank God. uh, I know my, like, my friend's mom, I think, uh, still doesn't have it back. And she had it, she had it, like, a year ago. Um... That's but, uh, scary. I, was, I know it's terrifying. No, I was. It was really. It was really crazy because I remember yeah. I was. Uh, I was like cleaning up. I was just kind of cleaning up the apartment because you know I was like I had time to do it. I wasn't really going anywhere, so I was, I was cleaning up the uh, bathroom, and I was using some of my uh, like uh, mm-hmm. my all-purpose uh, cleaner, which I had. Like I was sitting there and I was like, I, I had remembered like usually carries like a bleach smell with it i was like where why, why can't i smell that and then i was like oh wait a minute oh no and i was like <laughs> i was like i was immediately like oh no what happened it's such a weird moment when it's like when it finally happens to you and you just don't smell anything it is Ooh. so scary um but thankfully it came back oh yeah um thank god but, uh, and and yeah and the other thing i experienced was uh you know the shortness of breath that was not very fun but thankfully um nothing too crazy uh happened to me during right. covid which i'm very thankful for and i'll be getting my uh my booster shot uh sometime soon <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh you know that was that was how i was last a uh, couple weeks did you uh did you watch anything interesting right uh honestly not a lot uh actually it's a wonderful life ended up being my last movie of 2021 Mm. um i I don't know i just didn't really feel like watching movies uh oh i guess my first movie well first movie my first letterbox uh thing that i'm that i put in my diary in 2022 was the uh harry potter 20th anniversary reunion Mm. Um, I've talked about this before. I'm a massive Harry Potter fan. That's that's a surprise to no one. And honestly, <laughs> literally, like my my the way my new New Year went is like that. My New Year's uh, New Year's Eve went was like, you know, I celebrated it with my family and uh, we were watching like TV because that's a lot what a lot of people in Quebec do because there's a lot a, a very good like it's a very good TV show specifically for New Year's like some right. Um, and basically like we did that, we watched that, we celebrated new year, just like a happy new year and everything. And then when everyone went to bed, I went straight to my, to my room, uh, got on my computer, got a, uh, free trial for Crave, which is the Canadian equivalent to, uh, uh, HBO max. And I started watching it and like, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that is just made for the fans. And as a fan, like, holy shit, that was so much fun. I'm so happy that this like became a thing. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I was I was wondering because I was gonna talk to you about that because I saw that the reunion came out. I'm like, oh, I wonder if Phil's right. watched it yet. Of 
of course, of yeah. course, I watched it. I was, oh, I <laughs> yeah, I was like, it, I figured you did. Yeah, I saw when it came <laughs> out. Like, like I had to wait until I, I had to wait until uh, three a.m. because of because of time zones. And uh, oh yeah, so at three a.m., like I, I was refreshing the page and I saw it was there. Like yes. It's funny um, that you, it's funny that you yeah. mentioned staying up because um I recently had to uh so okay recently as mm-hmm. in like two nights ago uh I don't know if you I don't know if you know or not but uh so there's this uh old uh, Newgrounds animator uh, Psychic Pebbles uh or uh, or Zach Hadel uh he made a Adult mm-hmm. Swim show or he finally got a show into a Adult Swim called uh, Smiling Friends with his friend uh, Michael Cusack. Yeah. Uh, and they released oh, the I might first have heard season. Of that. They released the first season a couple nights ago, and I, like, I don't have cable, yes. um, so I went and I downloaded a free trial, to, or I got a new, I got a free trial to YouTube TV, and I stayed up till three in the morning. Or actually, I stayed up till five, considering watching the entire season, and I just watched it all in one go. And it was the first time that I've done something like that in a very long time. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But it was completely worth yeah. it because I think it's I think it's very funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but my actual first movie of uh, twenty 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 two is Lady Snowblood. Ooh, you watched that? Yeah, dude. Oh, I gotta watch dude. that. I know. Oh, you haven't seen that? No, I have it on Criterion, oh. but I haven't. I haven't oh. watched it yet. All right, because I I remember we talked about that, so I thought you'd seen it, but all right, yeah, no, no you have to watch no. that because like, holy <laughs> shit, it's really good, like it's really good, and I know the Criterion comes with the sequel, yeah, and I'm very I'm Still very curious, I'm very curious to watch it, because I is it like on the, uh, is it on the channel? Yes, it is. So I I'm gonna okay. be able to to watch it, but. I'm I'm just not sure like how they were able to 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 to, to make a sequel because like the the original is so like you know I mean it's like a conclusion that like that's where the story should end you know right uh so I'm very excited I'm excited I'm very cur- curious to see where they went uh and I mm. don't think I'm gonna like it as much as the original but the original like holy shit some of the best action i've ever seen there's something that i thought was very like i don't know why that it really stood out to me was the color of the blood because at the time like i I feel like uh the those movies like especially in the 70s the blood what they used to make the blood was like this bright red color and there's something that's so like iconic about that um and you you know how samurai movies are it's like you slash someone's yeah someone's chest and there's so much blood that spills out uh there's so much blood in samurai movies i kind of love that uh oh yeah no it's so it's so cool (laughs) yeah but yeah i mean obviously like you have to watch that you're i know you're gonna love it i'm so Um, excited yeah yeah and then that um i think the the night that i watched lady snowblood is kind of the the night that i started to be like hmm my throat's starting to hurt a bit weird Oh. And uh, so I went through like a few days, like I want to say four days where I like it didn't do any. I spent uh, I spent January 3rd, 4th and 5th doing nothing but sleeping. Oh, wow. And, really? uh, 
oh yeah and i was dead like that <laughs> i re- was really surprised just how much like it got me but yeah and uh, i personally really don't like to watch movies when i'm sick i, I like i like I really like to. I prefer to watch movies when I'm like focused. But there's something mm-hmm. that I discovered that I do want to talk about. Is there's a show uh, that I discovered that I think is one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. It is called The Girls Wrong Show. I actually never heard um, of it. It's it's really not like I don't think it's really that famous. It is a British show uh, that was made by a uh, theater company called Mischief Mischief Theater, which basically what they do is they're going to make plays that, like, are going to be, like, kind of like slapstick comedy, but it's going to be, like, almost parodies where it's supposed to go this way, but it goes wrong. Like, there's a a lot of stuff that goes wrong. People forget their lines. (laughs) People get hurt. uh, And just... I might have seen a clip of that on YouTube. There was... There was a clip that uh, got very popular from their like th- their big play uh, called the the play that goes wrong, and from <laughs> the from the success of that play, they were able to get uh, two uh, Christmas special on on uh, the BBC. One that was um, Peter Pan, and the other one that was a Christmas Carol. Uh, <laughs> and uh, in the past few years, they made two seasons of the Girls Wrong Show, which every episode is. Um, uh, a, th- a thirty-minute long play, um, and it's just like I, I really, I really love British comedies, and that that is just like I, I don't, I loved it so much, and it's yeah, I'm pretty sure you can find it all on YouTube, uh, which is oh, how I, I watched it, and um, so yeah, honestly, I, I I recommend that you watch that. Uh, so there's a. Uh, Two, two one-hour-long special, which are, like, the Christmas special. And there's, I think, like, ten episodes of the Girls Wrong show. Right. Um, and uh, there's one episode in particular that I really love, which was... It's, the, the name of the play is 90 Degree. And it, as I say, the name of the play is a reference to the uh, warm Tennessee heat. Uh, <laughs> but the um, set, set designers thought that it was a reference to how the set worship was supposed to be so the main oh my set, god i think i've seen a clip of that <laughs> the main set is 90 degrees and they use like uh, <laughs> on their channel they've made like um uh commentary v- videos to explain how like how they did it and there there was like this whole setup with magnets and uh <laughs> it's just like it's one of the craziest things i've seen I That's love incredible. it so much. Um, so yeah, no, I highly, highly recommend that you watch that. Um, and then I, as I said, I watched uh, Raw. Then I watched mm-hmm. The Lost Daughter. Then I watched the the Sam Raimi trilogy. And then yesterday, I kind of thought, all right, 2022 is the year that I'm going to watch every movie that I've been meaning to watch for so long like all the the big movies in my watch list that i have to watch Ooh, okay okay so i started with with like in my opinion the biggest one uh the one that my parents were always like how have you never seen this one so i watched one flew over the cuckoo's nest oh I, i've been wanting to watch that a lot what uh what'd you think yeah oh my god that is so good <laughs> um 
I don't know if this is my favorite Jack Nicholson performance or if it's still Jack Torrance, but like he's so good in that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's it's funny how you see like so many big actors before they were famous. Like you've got Danny DeVito, uh, you've got Christopher Lloyd, um, even uh, uh, Scatman Crothers before he was in <laughs> Shining, uh, who plays. Like, honestly, I prefer his character in uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. He's even he's even got uh, more uh, screen time, which I really like because I, I like I really like his character in this one. Um, mm. And yeah, so I think that's kind of what I'm gonna be trying to do this year is watch like the big movies. Um, so that was actually my first uh, Milos Forman movie, but there's another one that I really want to see, which is Anadeus. Mm-hmm. Like I've been saying for so long, like I have to watch it. So I think. Um, this year is finally the, the the year that I'm gonna do that. But I think uh, tonight to keep that going, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna talk about in the la- in the next episode if I actually ended up doing that. But I'm gonna try to watch Goodfellas. Ooh, Goodfellas is really good. You'll enjoy. Yeah, that. that's what I heard. Yeah. Um. <sighs> but yeah. Something to uh something to mention. I've been keeping an eye on the uh on the timer the last twenty yep. minutes and me too. Consi- considering, <laughs> all right, considering <laughs> the idea that we haven't cut anything out up to this point, uh, mm-hmm. as of as of about four minutes ago, this is the longest episode of Movie Dudes. <laughs> Yay! Hooray! <laughs> all so, right. Yeah. Well, so. Kind of to to um, I guess kind of to close the episode before we talk about uh the um uh, next week's episode and everything, um kind of a question to uh go into the new year. Do you have do you have any plans or uh, resolutions or something like that for the new Ooh. year? I have a couple. I have all right. I have okay. Hmm. I have one. I have one that I'll say is going to be a for sure thing, and I have another thing that I'm right. going to say might happen. Or I guess okay. I'll, 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 I'm not all even right. going to say the other thing because I don't even know. I don't even know if oh, I'll end up right, doing sure. it. So I don't want to. I don't want to disappoint. Fair enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the the big the big one is uh, I just want to make more uh content of my own this year of just whether that mm. be talking about movies talking about whatever uh just something on the Mm -hmm. something on my channel it's not going to be like a very frequent thing obviously because i have school and stuff to get through but you know i just i want to be more present i guess on the internet (laughs) Mm -hmm. because you know all i've really all i've really had over the last like six months six months is you know this this podcast and like the odd short that i'll release or something so you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm 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 definitely wanting to be a bit more present this year. <laughs> but that's mm-hmm. really like the only right. the only New Year's resolution I'm I'm comfortable with sharing at the moment. There is there is something else that I've been trying to get working for a little bit, um, but I'm not quite ready to mm-hmm. to share that. <laughs> Pub- not publicly at least. Right. I'll I'll probably tell you after the show, but <laughs> sure. Yeah. All right. So. Um, for me, well, I made 
recently on my channel, I made an update video where I talked about uh, stuff from 2021 and stuff that I'll do in 2022. I, that's actually where I announced the, the podcast after five months of doing the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I actually saw that video. Yeah. Um, and uh, b- besides that, well, so there's everything that I said in that video, which is that I want to make more content. I want to uh make two covers a week and i want to stream more often and i want to be more uh consistent on the podcast and that kind of stuff uh besides that it's more like well not personal stuff but kind of stuff that like the 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 general public is not gonna gonna notice like i want to get better i want to get i want to get better at what i do i want to get better at singing playing bass those are the main two things but just everything else in general um, I, I, there's a lot of stuff also that like stuff that I want to do, but I, I, I always end up not doing. I want to read more. I want to, um, I don't know. I like the, the, even the usual, I want to lose weight like that. Sure. But of course. That's probably, yeah. probably not going to happen. But, <laughs> uh, I mean, let's be honest, like that's not, probably not going to happen. Yeah. Um, that, that, that's one that I always talk about too. And that it's yeah. one that I want to do because, you know, it'd be nice. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but um oh shit what was there was another one that i oh yeah well i mean pretty basic i want to watch more movies um because in <laughs> yeah. so in in 2020 i watched 106 movies and in 2021 i watched 172 movies Ooh. so what i would want to do is i want to keep that like number going up until i can't make it go higher so um <laughs> I would like to aim for 200 movies this year. And I did the math. I think if I'm able to watch uh four movies a week, I'll be good. But the main thing in terms of watching movies is if that's what I want to do and that's what also is probably going to happen is I want to get to a to a thousand movies logged on Letterboxd. Mm. Um, so to give some some context, we're recording this on January 11th, and I'm I'm at 885 movies. So I just need 115. Which, considering that last year I watched 172, is definitely going to happen. Uh, but you, I'm very excited about that. You definitely have more of a chance than I do uh, at, at getting yeah. to a thousand this year because. At, at the time of recording this, I am at 711. So, you know, it'll be it'll be probably a little over a year until I reach that uh, that thousand mark. But we'll see. Who knows? Maybe I'll go. Maybe I'll go crazy this year on the movie watching. Who knows? Yeah, but t- to be fair, too, is like I log. There's a lot of films that I, that I logged on Letterboxd that are like not exactly movies like there are certain anime that right. i that i like stuff like that because and like i really tried when I, when i got uh my letterbox account i spent like the the following week just like going through the like every movies that i could think of that i'd seen just to make that number go up um yeah. and uh s- even to this day it's like a, sometimes i'm gonna think of another movie uh the that i've seen that i forgot to put but yeah um i'm yeah i mean you know it's kind of a stupid thing but i'm actually very excited to get to a thousand movies because like it's a 
you know, it's a milestone. It's like, oh yeah, the, I understand it. <laughs> it it can, when when you go like on social media, there, especially like on Twitter, when people talk about Letterbox, it does feel like there is a difference on how people see you as a cinephile when you got less and over a thousand movies logged. Which is <laughs> to, to be fair, which is kind of stupid, but like, I mean, I I get it. <laughs> I get it. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's like I watch that. That's like the thing that I would love to do at some point in my life, but that I just can't do, which is to watch one movie a day. Oh yeah, no, it, it'll never like, happen <sighs> for me, at least. Yeah, I, it's probably the same thing for me. But I love that. <laughs> There's, like, I tried to do to do that in twenty twenty uh twenty twenty one. I feel like that's the year where I'm gonna watch one movie a day and. uh I did that for uh, almost two weeks, which honestly I think <laughs> is already good. Um, yeah. And then I just completely failed. But the main issue is that like sometimes I'll I'll watch like twenty movies in a month, and then two movies yeah. in the following month. That's the main thing. You know, it's like that's why like now I've got my four movie uh four movies a week goal. That seems like this is way more achievable. Oh uh, yeah. I've already yeah. watched. I've, I've, I'm I'm nearly to like a movie a movie a day watched. I guess because I I have ten movies watched mm-hmm. for this year so far, and you know we're at the you know we're at the eleventh day. Uh, I don't think I don't think yeah. it, by any means it'll get to get to the you know an equal amount of days, equal amount of movies watched. And I'm certainly not going to do the movie day thing, but uh, you know it'd be it'd be a fun thing to mm. try and check and see if I actually accidentally do it um mm-hmm, but yeah right. <coughs> um oh, hold on what was it about what was i about to say um oh yeah no there was something that like i thought was really funny is there's a guy that a french youtuber that that i like to watch who talks about movies um he was he was on a podcast that and i watched it and he was talking about like for two years, he was living in uh, in Montreal, li- uh, working at a at a video club, like uh, kind of like Quentin Tarantino style. And uh, yeah. for he did that for two years, and for two years he was watching uh, three movies a day. Like his schedule was, he would wake up, watch a movie, uh, go to work, and then during his uh, lunch break, he'd watch another movie, and then he'd come <laughs> back home. Uh, watch another movie be- before he went to sleep. <laughs> it's like consent, cons- uh, con- uh, always doing that for two years is like crazy. That's I-, I don't even know how many movies that is. That's like seven hundred. <laughs> no, that's insane. more than seven hundred. What am I? Hold on, three hundred and sixty-five days times three, so that's a thousand and ninety-five movies a day. Uh, oh a-, a year, I mean. Oh and God. so that's in two years. That's two thousand one hundred and ninety movies. So that's pretty insane. Oh my God! How? <laughs> that's you got to respond. Oh, there's. Hold on. Can I? I think. Yeah, there's a letterbox account that is called Punk uh, P U N and Q, mm. which kind of. I'm not sure entirely how real it is because it's an account that has a massive 31,000 movies logged there's no way yeah it's it's like 
I don't know. It's it's such a weird account because it's like he watches like he watches like five movies a day, and what That's also I find really no weird way. is like crazy. His, his average is like two stars. What? Which I like if you look at if you look at his curve like for for his ratings oh, on I his see. account. <laughs> I it's see it. Yeah. Very low. Oh my god. Um. Which I th- which I think is weird, but sure. Yeah. Very, yeah. Um. Yeah. But and if you look at his log movies, like he watches very, very old movies, or he watches very recent but very shitty movies, like shitty animated movies. Um. That is. Yeah. No. That is a very weird account. <laughs> Uh, some fun, some fun like letterbox stuff, some letterbox Easter yeah. eggs to dig up, I guess. I guess, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a weird account. Um, but yeah, I guess that's okay. We kind of went through all we had to say. Well, I, for me, I for me at least, I don't know about you. I no, I agree. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't think we're gonna get to three hours for. No, this I don't episode, think. But don't think I have it in me. But you know, eventually, eventually we'll get there. One day, if One we day. talk about four movies, then we'll. Get there. <laughs> well, all right. One day. All right. Um, well, I guess uh, now we get into uh, next week's film. All right. Which, uh, which uh, I'm not going to. I don't think I'm going to do the randomizer today, because uh, I think I. Uh- uh, uh. What's that? And I was just like ah 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 ah, but um, because I think I uh, I already have a movie that's been it's been on my mind a lot uh, the uh, last couple mm-hmm. last couple weeks, and that is uh I I think t- I think next week, uh we're gonna talk about American Psycho, directed by uh, Mary Hannon. Oh, all right. Yeah, that's that's an interesting one because like that's one that I, I haven't seen it but uh i've seen like a lot of people talk about it and a few i want to say a few i want to say a few months ago my two of my brothers watched it and uh, i was like oh well i'm curious i'm curious if you'll like it and then uh when they were done i asked them like so what'd you think and they both were oh that was horrible that sucked i was like (laughs) really so uh yeah i'm curious to see uh how that's because it doesn't seem like a bad movie no it's it's just it's very strange so you know it, it it's very right. strange and has some very uh some very like non-traditional storytelling mixed in throughout so i can understand it mm. so you right. know we'll see um all right but, well, uh, you know that's about it <laughs> all right well Thank you very much for watching this episode of Movie Dudes. Uh, if you liked it, you can like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell, the whole thing. Uh, you can also follow us on uh, Twitter and Letterboxd and our on our own YouTube channel. Uh, the link is going to be in the, in the description. So thanks again for watching. Uh, a, a very late Happy New Year. And uh, we'll see you next week to talk about American Psycho. Bye. Mm-hmm. See you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>